Welcome to the Next Dimension Podcast, your portal to an extended reality. Every week we talk about the hottest topics in XR and let you join the discussion live on MRTV. And now, get ready for another exciting episode coming up. Hi and welcome to episode 7 of the Next Dimension podcast, your new podcast which is all about VR and probably in the future also AR. Together I'm here again with Tatiana from Disco VR, Discover. Hi Tatiana, how are you doing today? Hi, doing wonderful. Thank you, Sebastian. Happy to be here, as always. Oh, yes. This is going to be a great show. Also with me, of course, Anthony from VR365. Anthony, how are you doing today? I'm doing really good. How's it going, Sebastian? I did break a computer monitor like five minutes ago, and it made me cry because <laughs> oh no, oh well, it <laughs> oh, fell no. off a little table and it's dead. Oh, oh I thought you were All playing right. Gorn on Quest Two and <laughs> killed it. <laughs> okay, no, and of course, also with us, Steve. Great to have you back here on the show. How are you doing, Steve? Uh, it's great to be back again, Sebastian. I'm very well, thank you. Okay, cool. Wow, this is going to be a great show. And I'm also here, and my name is Sebastian Ang, and I'm founder of MRTV. Oh, I totally forgot to say that Steve is, of course, VR Flight Sim guy. Oh my goodness. How could I how <laughs> oh, could man, I how it. could I not now. say that? <laughs> oh my goodness. VR Flight Sim guys. So uh, all the channels of all the people are down in the description of this video. And if they all don't have hundred more subscribers after this show, I'll be very, very unhappy. <laughs> right? So please, please go down to the description and absolutely yeah do subscribe to everyone here all right so this is going to be a very nice show i'm looking forward to this please tell everyone that we are live right now that would be amazing simply share share the love and um, share that we are doing this show today so for all of you who don't know yet this this show this show is all about VR and AR, and we are live streaming this every Saturday, and it's happening at 9 p.m. in Berlin, 8 p.m. in London, it's uh, noon in San Francisco, and 3 p.m. in New York. So these times, at exactly this time, every Saturday, you should be glued to YouTube, to your YouTube, <laughs> because we are streaming this live. Also, this is an audio podcast. If you are not into watching this live, of course, you can also listen to it on all the in all the places where there are podcasts and we are also now on iTunes yes finally we are on iTunes actually I heard we've been there for quite a while but I simply didn't realize it but yes we are also on iTunes and I have one one big um, ask for you guys it would be amazing if you enjoy this podcast if you could open your podcast app on your iPad or your iPhone and find us find the Next Dimension podcast and leave us a five-star review. Not a four-star review, no, and not below. Five stars would be amazing if you love this show and if you want to support us so that more people can listen to us and can find us, and that would be amazing. So if you like us, find us on the podcast app on your iPhone, iPad, <laughs> and leave us a reply, uh, review. That would be pretty, pretty amazing. So today's show... It's going to be exciting. We have like new games to talk about 
on quests like Jupiter Grad, which is very cool. I liked it a lot when I played it. Gorn, we know Gorn, of course. Everything is on Quest now, so we're going to talk about those two games. But we also have some other exciting topics. And one of those topics, for sure, is going to be the... Valve Nerf Gear. <laughs> so Valve is working on that brain-computer interface and we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about what this technology might mean for virtual reality and for the future of mankind because that is really something that might completely change all of the entertainment industry. Probably also the adult entertainment industry. That's uh, what I have in mind <laughs> right now. But so, so this might be pretty interesting. So of course, also, we're going to talk about other topics. Like, for example, the Quest 3. We're going to think about how could it look like because Facebook has just announced they are working on it right now. Right now, as we speak, there are some engineers who are working on the Quest 3 and we're going to think about what this might be. Also, we have some other exciting topics that we're simply going to talk about and I think it's going to be a hell of a show. So absolutely stay tuned and listen to or watch the whole show. Before we go into all these topics now, I would say we're going to find out what our cast did in the week, in the last weeks perhaps, and we're going to start with Steve. Oh, me first. Okay. Yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> wow, it's been a really busy couple of weeks for me in VR, I tell you that now, so I will keep this pretty brief, otherwise I will be here for two hours talking about it, but I mean... Generally, my highlights this last couple of weeks is I finally finished Medal of Honor. And now I'm sure most people have probably completed that weeks ago. But I like to take my time. I like to, you know, really absorb the game. And yeah, absolutely fantastic. I played it completely the whole way through on the Reverb G2. It's just fantastic. Absolutely great. There, there are a few po points in it where I thought this game, this, this is a masterpiece. Other times I thought it's an absolute disaster because the VR mechanics are just... I won't go into details, of course, but uh, yeah, sometimes that really breaks the enjoyment of the game. Some frustrating moments, but yeah, really enjoyed that. Okay, Steve, now I'm, now yeah. I have to ask you before you go to, to your next thing. So now you have to rate it. You are, you are the one who played ah. it. So from one to ten, how much do you like it? I would say um, I'll give it a, a seven and a half out of ten. Actually. Okay, I not think, bad. Uh, yeah. that's, that's pretty good. So you, you, it's a recommendation. Oh, totally. Yeah. I, I understand why it's the price it is, because at the moment there's not many, uh, you know, proper sort of triple A PC VR experiences out there. And it takes a lot of time and effort in R&D to make such a title like this. So they may come down in price if we had some sort of, uh, you know, amazing uh, sort of, uh, I don't know, a success with PC based VR games. But at the moment it's just not there. So that extra price does cover that sort of niche i guess but yeah brilliant i, I honestly would recommend it but it, there is a few frustrating moments in it there that uh, need to be sorted out in terms of the mechanics of it you know it's a shame okay. it lets it down a bit but yeah brilliant um but yeah also oh god there's so much to say but i'm gonna <laughs> keep this brief um of course I, i've had a quest 2 now for about three weeks uh and do you know i actually thought when i first bought the quest I would try it for a couple of days and go, nah, that's all right. I'm going to uh, send it back. But no, it's it's like a guilty pleasure of mine. And even though I am, you know, a PC nerd, I must admit, I'm really enjoying it. I've, I've actually bought Saints and Sinners for it and I've been playing it recently. And just the untethered experience is fantastic. And I'm very surprised about how well it runs. You know, 
Saints and Sinners, of course, looks fantastic on PC, but it doesn't look that bad, actually, on Quest. Um, I just, yeah, I just, I'm really excited about what that means in the future. Uh, but yeah, I really, really cool. And in fact, actually, I've, I've gone through my back catalogue of games that I like, like Stormland, Asgard's Wrath, and um, I've actually decided to, I've sold my Rift S now, which is something I never thought I would do, but I feel at this stage, I know, honestly, I, I rave about that headset. <laughs> I, I rave about that headset so much, but I think the Quest 2 is at a point now where it's such an all-round headset, even on Link. I've When I first tried the Quest uh, on Link, it was a bit of a, a... I just wasn't impressed at all. But you do have to tinker around and get the, the right settings. But once, you know, it does pay off. And actually, I played, uh, was it Asgard's Wrath uh, on the Quest 2? And oh, it's just so cool. It's just really... With that, extra, with that amazing screen now... It's, it's a really great experience, absolutely. Steve, um, you yeah. are the one who has now officially killed the Rift S. No, Rift S owners were still like hoping, like, wow, Steve, Steve, he still likes it. Okay, <laughs> it's still okay. I can still keep it. I'm still, I can still be happy. But now you have killed it now. I've got to be honest, because, you know, I, I, my first impressions with the Quest 2 were quite wrong. I've got a video on my channel of my very first impressions of the Link, and I was like, this is rubbish, it's not very good. But no, now I've got it dialed in, and uh, <laughs> I've now got a new computer as well. I've actually upgraded my PC to a, a beast, and that has helped as well, I must admit. Um, You've got to make a new video to redeem yourself for that review that you gave yeah, to Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, I have now, honestly, yeah. Um, <laughs> no, but you know, the video card, your video card has the right video encoder, right? See, those of us that are still on old generations, wow. I, I recently tried Link, and I'm I feel exactly like you felt before. So, yeah. like, if you have a really banging-ass PC with a brand-new video card, yeah, you're probably good. Well, what graphics card do you have? Uh, 1080 Ti? Yeah, well, exactly. You're fine with that, honestly. Oh, you're but fine isn't with that. it the new RTXs have, like, this new video encoder? Because I was trying to play yeah. Asgard's, yeah. and it was like, I was like, eh, I'm going to go back to my CV1. Talk about, <laughs> I mean, going back to the really slumming it with the CV1. <laughs> CV1 is a great headset. I actually regret selling that. That's, you know, where, where it all started for me. But no, I think I've actually tried a link on my new computer. I've got a 3090 now and it does make a difference. It obviously does make a difference, but you don't need that power. You just need to dial the settings. And the great thing about the Quest 2 is you can change the refresh rate and you can go down to 72 hertz or 80 hertz and just adjust the super sampling slightly. That gives you massive performance gains. It really does. And the bit rate as well. I, I won't go into technical stuff about it it's all on my channel anyway but uh once you just mess around with that and you don't need to spend very long on it, it, it this it is very very impressive actually it's a really cool uh, it's, it's amazing actually how how you you know i just i hope that uh even though <laughs> i just hope that the quest 3 which we'll talk about at some point will you know kind of build upon the link cable and maybe have a dedicated uh headset that can do both really really well but that's for later on but yeah, yeah, very busy, very busy couple of weeks flying and simming and playing games on the Quest 2. Oh, it's been crazy. It's been great. It sounds pretty amazing. <laughs> flying, simming, questing. Yeah, wow. Yeah. wow, what a life you lead, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm working, obviously, as well, in between. Yeah, <laughs> right. I actually now bought this computer. But, but yeah, anyway, shall I... Uh, yeah, I, uh, nominate, nominate someone. Tatiana, what have you been up to this week? <laughs> oh, thank you. Well, this has been an exciting week for me as well, because I finally rebuilt my computer as well. 
not into a beast like you, Steve, but into a more affordable you know, device that you can still play the PCVR games. And this is exciting. I actually had the graphics card of my GTX 2060 for a little while now, but because I had too little space in my computer, I couldn't enjoy like the bigger games like Asgard's Wrath. So, so I finally bought a one terabyte M2 slide. Um, Aha, that's a good, hard yeah. Oh, that's yeah, better. Really, really, that makes a big difference on performance, the M2 yeah, drive. I yeah. Just, yeah, and it wasn't so big of a difference with like, a slightly cheaper one so I thought yeah why 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 not it's it's it seems like it would be a really fast one and it is it's it's really really cool so I'm excited to start uh uh you know <laughs> exploring more of these games like as God Wrath has been on my account for a while now I have never tried it yet just because I couldn't just yeah check by the way it might be in your oculus account just because mine just appeared there I haven't bought it it just appeared there oh <laughs> so no just... I haven't bought it I, I also smashed it when they were giving it away <laughs> oh yeah I, I didn't even know they were giving it away actually I had no idea but it just appeared there and thought yeah it's great definitely try it yeah, I thought you do have to place like a request for it, but I guess they're like, oh, it's Steve. We know he'll want that. We'll just do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I will. Yeah. So other than that, I also kind of fought my fear a little bit and tried Doom 3 on in VR. Oh, um, how did you like it, Tatiana? I just, you know, my curiosity took, you know, my curiosity won over the fear to just try it because I knew that this is this is exciting to try this game and I know that it would look so much more impressive in VR and it did. It scares the heck out of you, <laughs> even though the graphics <laughs> isn't like what we have now in 2021. But yeah, so I was sort of okay in the beginning when there are many people walking around like, oh, cool, I don't feel so lonely. There's there's still the whole team of these researchers on Mars, but then everything- Then you went, go underground. <laughs> yeah, so killing you know the zombie humans wasn't as bad, I kind of could do that, but then I, I thought, okay, let's see how long I would last. So yeah, monsters still freak me out. So I'll stay on the zombie stage. But it was really cool. And the installation wasn't as difficult as some, you know, some would make it look. It's really not. It's quite easy to to make it work on Quest. So that's exciting. And of course I tried Gorn yesterday. Oh my goodness. This is such a crazy game. I laughed the whole time and I and I don't even <laughs> like violence that much. I just it's nuts. It's so hilarious. It's over the top, stupid. right? Over the top, like stupid <laughs> hilarious. And that animation, those tiny legs, oh my gosh. Like I couldn't I I felt like some kind of a psycho just playing <laughs> chopping chopping heads off and laughing like what what am I doing? What does this game <laughs> turn me into? But I definitely recommend it if you want to. You know, to blow off some steam, <laughs> it's very satisfying, really funny. You're definitely going to be laughing a lot. So, uh, yeah, that has been my week. A very, very strange week, but <laughs> <laughs> this is it. <laughs> Lots of questing. Lots of quest Lots games. Of quest oh, great. I hate it and I love it at the same time. Yeah, so. yeah, I, I totally know <laughs> your feeling. I totally know your feeling. <laughs> Damn quest too, honestly. Yeah. yeah. Who, is, who is now, Tatiana? You can choose between Anthony and me. Who should talk yeah. about next? Yeah, let's hear from Anthony. What have you been doing? Yeah, so I've been uh, in a totally different world than VR this week. It's been all about the stock market and GameStop. Uh, oh, which damn. I don't know if any of you guys have been. Yeah, um, are you a millionaire yet? <laughs> I should be. I should be, but I'm not. So check this out. Like a couple of weeks ago, I actually found out about this GameStop thing, but I wasn't. 
I didn't really pay attention to it. And I was like, eh, I don't know about all that. And then as it started to get closer and closer, like I started to read more into it. And I was like, I should take some money from my checking account and right. move it into this stock account and buy some GameStop. But I was like, oh, it's going to take me like three or four days just to like try to do that whole entire thing and get it in there to be able to buy something. And I'm like, by that time, it's all going to be dead. And had I done it, I would have been golden, man. I still would have oh, been able damn. to get in. You wouldn't need to it, be so. on this podcast anymore. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of Reddit millionaires all of a sudden. Right. It's pretty amazing. Right. Wow, that's interesting. So, so no VR for you. It was all uh, looking at GameStop and being unhappy. <laughs> well, you know what? I did. I did play one VR game this week. I played uh, Right Eye of the Eye of Atlantis. I believe it's called Right Eye of Atlantis, and I don't have the best things to say about it. I got to be honest. I got to say that um, as much as I really wanted to experience like ancient Greece or ancient Rome and kind of be in that kind of environment. So I was really kind of excited to play it because it does give those kinds of vibes. Uh, it seemed very like early generation VR. Like it would have been great in 2016, 2017. But now we're in 2021, and I just feel like developers, it's tough because I know a lot, of the, a lot of these developers probably had a great idea for a VR game. They started a couple of years ago when games weren't that, that good in VR, and now we're on a whole new level of VR quality, and their games are finally finishing. And it's like, ugh. It's like, if you're a hardcore VR nutjob fan that really wants something that kind of has a Greek or Roman vibe, and you're okay with kind of like walking simulator with a little bit of puzzle type stuff, this might be okay for you. But ultimately, I would probably wait for a deep discount, in my opinion. Okay, got it. Good. That's, that's your week? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Oh. There's this other thing I've been messing around with. It's called Room. Uh, wait, it's called Home Mapper. Or wait, what is it called? It's called Ah, uh, right, yeah. Custom Custom Home Mapper VR. Custom Home Mapper is what it's called. Do you want to wait and talk about that yeah, a little later? Later. Do you want me to go later. Ahead and do this now? Let's do it later. Okay. Let's do okay. it next. Yep. Cool. Okay. So, yeah, for me, I actually I played like one game, one quest game, and I really enjoyed it. It's called Jupitergrad. Um, <laughs> I don't know how how to say that in the correct way, like a bit Russian way. Since Jupitergrad. Uh, yeah, wow, I love it. Jupitergrad. <laughs> and this this game actually is so much fun. But okay, we're going to talk about this in a moment, probably right For, when we talk about. The the new things that came out. Other than that, I did some, I did hardware. You know, I, I love hardware. I love hardware reviews and checking things out. So I was checking out the um, um, Cat VR Loco S. And these are some sensors that you put on your legs and on your hip. And these sensors will check if you're walking on the same spot or not. So in order to walk in virtual reality then, you walk on the spot and that works actually surprisingly well. I was so surprised that it works so well. So I was walking through Medal of Honor, I was walking through Half-Life Alex, and all these games that support free locomotion, yep, you can buy those um, sensors for $229. Uh, and yeah, you have something like an omnidirectional treadmill, right? You're only like like walking on the spot, but after a while, 
your brain will think that you're actually really walking. And that is cool. That is really cool. <laughs> I just got this vision, Seb, of you, like going wrong. And then you start walking and not realizing it, like in the Mr. Bean, um, yeah. Mr. Bean or something. And then you end up in some sort of like shopping center. Right. How did I get here? It was <laughs> Mr. Bean. Yeah, right. So was it actually working? Like, I don't it's know working. if you get any cyber sickness oh. when you are with that moving locomotion. Because I, I do. I'm still like working on it. So I'm always on the lookout for these solutions that would help. Right. Do you think that would be a good solution for someone like it, me? Exactly. First of all, Tatiana, I think you must click on the bell button on my channel since you have obviously not watched my channel. <laughs> I, I got uh -oh, you here. I found out now. I found out now. Um, but um, yeah, fun aside, yes. So it really works well. And I believe that especially for people who have problems with getting sick when they have free locomotion, this could be really something for you then because you do have that kind of motion and your body feels like it's moving. And normally you get this motion sickness because of this disconnect between what you see and what your body feels, right? That you're not moving. <clears throat> so these yeah. kind of locomotion methods like the cyber shoes or, or this Loco S, it can help you. So that is a cool thing. And yeah, I think you should totally check it out if you feel sick in VR, right? You know, one, one little suggestion. Um, have you ever played any of these VR games? They're, they're not doing it anymore, but they had these VR games where you'd basically take your controllers and you'd go like this. Ah, and yes, you would this move. also oh, works. Yeah, you know, you know, they actually have some similar um, um, movement technology in the Gorn, but you're not actually right. just doing this. You have to yeah. press the button and move your reality. Grab, yeah. Yeah. I think and then it, yeah. if you do it quickly, it kind of looks like you're walking. It looks funny, but, but it does work. And I know they have a continuous locomotion option, but I, I knew I knew that it doesn't work very well for me. So I thought I'd do that, and I lasted for twenty minutes, which is my personal record in this type of games. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I cool. agree. Actually, in the comments, uh, Blizzardo, I can't pronounce that very well. He just said, "Train your body," and I think that's the best way to do it. To be honest, on the cheapest way, uh, stick a fan in front of your face, and then just, which really helps, and then just do it for ten minutes, then take a break, go back right. after an hour, do it again. It's amazing how quickly your brain actually gets used to it. Um, after yeah, a while. your brain will adapt, sure. I believe. Right. Yeah, like short, short uh, gameplay sessions. I you guess. Will, Right. Yeah. I think you will get used to it. So, yeah, you have to grow your VR legs. It's kind of true. And I've been in this whole VR thing now for so long already. But, um, yeah, I think it's it's cool to have something something like the Loco S or the Cyber Shoes. And, of course, we're still all waiting for these real omnidirectional treadmills like in Ready Player One where you just walk around. And I believe it's going to happen. I believe that we're going to see that day. Yeah, yeah but I, train yourself is cheaper. It's yeah, cheaper you're cheaper right. to train you're, yourself. <laughs> you're right. It's absolutely cheaper. I can't imagine how much they are, to, but, yeah. Wow, yeah, I bet yeah, they're very expensive. <laughs> they, they, this is going to be expensive in the future. Yeah, yeah right. So other than that, um, I have a new VR headset here. I'm part of this is part of an internal study that the German Telecom does. It's a headset called uh, XR Space Manova, and what they're doing, they want to make the metaverse. They want to make the oasis happen. So it's like one virtual reality world. You go inside and then you can meet friends and all kinds of things. So I am part of this internal study. The German Telekom wants to find out uh, how Sid Germans will like this kind of thing. 
And uh, yeah, I'm there to give them feedback, internal feedback. And yeah, that's what I'm doing right now. So on the channel, I did an unboxing and like like some impressions, but not too much since it's an internal study, of course, and they're still in beta. So yeah, they, they have lots of things to improve that, that, that far I can say, but it's interesting. I'm always open for new hardware. I think it's amazing that there is, that there are other companies other than Facebook who still invest into virtual reality. And I believe that at least we should give them a chance right? To, to see yeah, what they have to offer and yeah, to give them feedback, what they can do better. And yeah, that's definitely something. Check out my video on it. It's called XR Space Manova. And I did an unboxing and a very simple first impression video. Then also I checked out um, VR lenses, like uh, VR Wave it's called. And these are lenses for your HP Reverb G2 or your Quest 2. So if you normally wear glasses like I do and you want to see better and more clear in VR without having to put on the glasses in the virtual reality headset, you can get those uh, lenses, those prescription lenses, put them on top of your lenses. And that's pretty amazing. It's I really like it. You can get closer to the lens. You don't have to worry about um, scratching your lenses, right? So I'm, I'm really totally into this. And for these VR Wave ones, they even have magnetic ones for the Quest 2. And I must say, I really like that. And Tatiana, you have them too, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm actually testing them as well. Uh, it's not just that, right? They're protecting you and their prescription, but right. I don't wear prescription glasses. I think I'm lucky in that uh, aspect, but I would still, I. I still got them because I'm constantly uh, concerned about scratching them with anything. Right. Like when I'm, you know, I'm testing different head straps and there are so many times that even some of my, you know, viewers, they say, oh my goodness, I tried to take <laughs> off the elite strap and I almost destroyed my lens. And some of those third party straps, yeah. they're like tough, tough to, to put on. So you always like touch, almost touching them. Like you have to be very, very careful with that. And are there, are there lenses? That, sorry to interrupt. But I just wondered whether there are yeah. lenses that you can actually have those lenses for people that don't need glasses just to protect. Yes, yes they have do it. that as well. That's cool. They have them. Yeah, I do actually. I do have them right now. So they don't have any. Oops. <laughs> they don't have anything uh, like they don't magnify or anything. They're simply. Um, Frank and Quest Two. <laughs> That's yeah. it too. So yeah, it's just they have the blue light filter. And okay. uh, I wear the blue cool. light filtering glasses when I work at the computer most of the time because it kind of, if you don't, especially if you play before you go to bed, you can have some trouble sleeping. And uh, uh, so I'm glad that they came up with I like, that option. Yeah, I like the idea of because I bet once you put them on, their field of view, is it, is it better? Because you're a bit, does it magnify? Do you get closer to lens? Or you yeah. kind well, of the think really it doesn't do anything. It yeah. doesn't do anything. You okay. can't tell a difference at all if you don't right. have a prescription and you just order lenses. They're also the cheapest, obviously. It's cheaper to buy I'm the ones that now. Have <laughs> <laughs> I like cheap. Yeah. That's good. But I think it is more important for people who, who need prescription lenses because that's, that's I, point. I just, yeah, because it's, it's an accessibility issue and it's so big because I just try to put the, uh, the glasses the ones that I have just for the blue light filter. And then I tried to put VR set. It's terrible, man. And people play like that. And and now I feel so bad that, uh, you know, that's the only option for them, really. And this is really a very important, very important upgrade for, for people to do when they wear, you know, prescription glasses, in my opinion. 
Yep, I agree. And I think, you know what, I think it's so funny, probably when we were young, our parents told us, don't sit too close to the, to the television. It's going to be bad for your eyes, right? And now, okay, hello, virtual reality, boom. <laughs> Just slapping two <laughs> televisions there in front of our eyes. Very Actually, interesting. Yeah, I got my uh, <laughs> my parents to try VR and, uh, you know, they said that to me all the time. It, they actually love it now. So I feel like I've got the uh, the last laugh there, really, with that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah really. Yeah. Revenge. I really, when yeah, I go really. to visit my parents, when it's finally safe, I'm already planning. I'm gonna take this VR. I'm already planning what kind of games I'm going to. Yeah, show. totally. Actually, because I you really want to do that, but it was frustrating because when I first showed VR, it was a long time ago, and it was like the Oculus CV1, so the it wasn't as great resolution, and the, the, the wire I had to take my p uh, computer downstairs and that. But now I've got the Quest 2. It's gonna be so easy just to basically go here, have to put this on your head, and then just you know, it's gonna be so much easier to show people what VR is all about. Bloody yeah, so I'm looking forward to that whenever right. that day comes. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully it's going to happen soon. I have a good feeling about it. Yep, so that was my week hardware playing something. Ah, it's all about VR, like every week. Every week's like this for me, and I enjoy it, of course. Perfect. So now we can talk a bit more about some interesting topics. And I know that Steve, he wasn't on the show for quite some time, and he has something on his heart. <laughs> can I say it like this? <laughs> yeah, you, you, I like it. Yeah, yeah, right? You want to tell us something. Well, I mean, really, obviously, you know, my main form of using VR is for flight simulation. Uh, that's really the big deal for me. Um, and I just wanted to just touch upon something. Uh, pardon the pun. You'll know why I said that in a minute. Is because when you're in VR, okay, and this this goes for racing fans as well as like sh uh, first person shooters. Everything is incredible, as you know, that the the scale of everything that you know the the visuals just incredible, right up until the point where you touch that steering wheel or you, you know, you grab that AK-47 or whatever it is, but in the flight sim world, it will be a yoke or a, you know, uh, a fighter stick. And actually, have I got Hotas. my A HOTAS. Yeah, you know what, you know what I'm <laughs> Yeah, I'm not even the VR flight sim guy here. But basically, there's the, in the flight simulator sort of community, freeware has always, always been a big part of it. You know, you would... It's amazing what's out there, like fully fledged, uh, you know, Airbuses and uh, sort of fighter aircraft, all free. And it's it, it's really a big part of why the flight sim community is what it is. I think it's not, you know, it doesn't have to be expensive. And I and uh, there's a guy called Phil who contacted me about a while ago, actually now. And he is proposing that if you have a 3D printer and a lot of people have 3D printers nowadays and they're quite cheap, you can actually make your own controller. Uh, to the point where it looks as good as this. I've actually got one here. I just wanted to show you this, guys, okay? I don't know if you can see that on the uh, screen, okay? Yeah, we can see it. This is, this is uh, a replica of a Spitfire yoke, a uh, fighter stick, sorry, I would say. What? Um, basically, uh -huh. if, yeah, if you imagine, right, you know, you're flying in a Spitfire and you reach out and touch the fighter stick and this kind of sits there. You reach, reach out and then you touch it and you, you can see the movement and the exact stick in in VR and you're feeling it with your own hands, that really feels, and I can't emphasize this enough, it feels amazing. It's like, it's like uh, you know, experiencing VR again for the first time because you've got that tangible, you've got that, you know, that tactile feedback along with the visuals. And the fact that if you bought something like this off the shelf, you're talking of at least, oh my God, I mean, how deep are your pockets? You know, it, <laughs> it could be up to a thousand pounds or more. You know, but this is literally just simply um, made in your home 
and uh, the guy Phil authenticit.org so maybe uh, if you could put that in the description I can you can that, just send great. it over to me later yeah. authenticit.org the uh, Phil he's a very passionate guy on this one and he is proposing all of his designs so whether it's a fighter stick or a yoke or whatever he he's basically you just download it send it to your 3d printer and let it do the work and then obviously you know he's got some guides to put all this together and i've been using this i've got i've got a lot of uh uh videos on the channel now in various sim simulators including dcs dog fighting really badly because i'm not very good at it i admit but you know it's just a fantastic uh sort of feeling to be able to have that you know that final piece of the puzzle i guess really apart from i guess the actual motion which you if you're crazy, you could actually have a motion rig as well. But uh, I mean, I am tempted to get something like that eventually. <laughs> but how? But 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 how is this controller connected to the virtual world? Is it like something that you hold in your hand that yeah. you connect your controller to, or what yeah. is it? Well, it's just a USB, basically, because um, it's very, it's quite simple, and his instructions are so easy. I am like, I am so inept at DIY. Honestly, I am rubbish at building anything. But I could build something like this. That's how easy this is. And okay. all you need to do is follow his, follow his instructions. And this connects straight to your computer. It recognizes it straight away. Uh, and in DCS, I didn't have to do anything. I literally jumped straight into the Spitfire and everything was working. And but you can see here you got the wheel brake there. What? That, that's your, your guns there. And yeah, it's just amazing. And you can but, do all this. But you can... Just for the price of parts. Fantastic. Okay, okay. So, so you need some more parts. It's not that you print out everything here. <laughs> Well, well, he well actually, you can do this one of two ways. You can source the parts yourself through his own uh, website, or you can get kits which are incredibly okay. cheap. Because authentic kits, yeah, authentic <laughs> kits, exactly that. Oh my god! <laughs> um, I, I don't know. It just, just you know, having that bespoke control. If there's a certain aircraft or certain, and this this work, this could work as well for racing fans as well. It's a certain car or whatever, but in in obviously flying terms that you really like to use a lot. I love the Spitfire in VR with that canopy and you're flying. It's just in, in the Revo G2, it's, it's just amazing. And then this really does uh, sort of complete the whole immersion for me. It's okay. brilliant. And I really recommend that people need to get on board with this because it might seem quite difficult, but it's actually really easy once you get your head around it. Uh, and it's just about that forward thinking. The, a lot of the flight sim community uh, are a little bit kind of fickle, but they don't like change. It's like, oh, this is something different. I'm not sure. But actually... This is brilliant, and this will save you thousands and thousands of pounds, and surely that's worth it for that. Wow. As well as, you know, yeah, it's brilliant. Unfortunately, it really so this cool. this podcast is not yet sponsored by Authenticit.org. <laughs> it should <laughs> but be. It, it should be. be. It totally should you, be now. Said, you've got to get one of these. I'll, I'll ask him to send you, send him one. Because okay. In Aerofly FS2, you're going to love it. It's brilliant. It really is. It's fantastic. a never-ending rabbit hole, though, because like eventually you're going to go to some kind of like particle board with all the switches all right. and knobs yeah. for Absolutely. every little thing. Yeah. Right? You know how it goes, yeah. But, He's going to send me a, a throttle and everything as well, so it's going to be like a whole cockpit by the time I finish. Yeah. But, but but this thing, know. this thing, do you have to put it on your table, or how do you fix it? It's it's actually, yeah, I haven't got the... Basically, it's a, it's a frame, which is all very ingenious. All of this stuff is... Uh, kind of being built upon things you can already find it's not anything even though it's a bespoke controller the things that you use to connect it and everything are, are all sort of very easy to find i think uh what it uses is a bracket from uh i think uh, either a monitor or something or a tv i can't remember what you said now but it, it fits directly so it kind of floats like okay. like that kind of like in between your legs that's basically where the real controller would be 
and it just sits there and it's just really easy then it's a very natural just to kind of you know use it rather than being okay. in the way it takes two seconds to uh and how expensive how expensive is it it's basically free apart from just the uh getting a sheet of plastic maybe and some wires that's basically it really okay it's wow, super wow. Cheap. Super that, is, cheap. that is cheap though authenticit.org Wow, yeah, the yeah. authenticated guy will be so happy to watch this stream. <laughs> <They were> like, <laughs> yeah. wow, wow, the Next Dimension podcast. It is my favorite podcast now. <laughs> But really, I think the only like there's a new uh, there's a new uh, aircraft about to be released for Microsoft Flight Simulator, and it's the Flying Iron Spitfire. If I had a pound for every time someone commented on my channel saying when's it going to be released, it's going to be released very very soon and i'll have it on the channel and i'll be flying with this and honestly them two things together combined wow oh it's cool is it's, it going to, do you have already a video on your fantastic channel about the that the controller no, I, uh yes i have loads of videos of this okay flying badly with it so uh notification okay. yeah. bell yeah yeah I, ju <laughs> i just want to say you're right you got me there i don't have the notification bell on your channel on yet Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I have to do it. That's funny. You, you got me there. Hang on, Seth. Tatiana, you got me there. Nice. That nice. is hilarious. That's instant karma. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. I, I deserve totally. it. I deserve it. I deserve it. Ah, oh, brilliant. Yeah, But good. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just a, a really good way, a cheap way of getting a premium bespoke controller. And this could extend to, you know, even first-person shooters, because I know you have gun stocks, don't you, and things like that. Right. I don't know how much they are to buy. But you know, it's just a 3D printed design, isn't it? End of the day, so you know, it's, it's yeah, something right. that you could get into. I okay, think. cool. Very interesting first topic. Authenticit.org. Not sponsored in any way. No, not, not at yet. All, no, honestly, <laughs> not no. yet. Yeah, but if somebody wants to sponsor this podcast, get in yeah, touch with yeah. me. You know. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Cool. Cool. Great to hear from this. And now let's get a bit into Quest. Lots of interesting Quest topics today, and lots of us own the quest i think yeah all of us own the quest right now they made it yeah they they made it they sticked it to us they they they, they made it happen <laughs> and um, the great thing is there's still something like side quests where you can get some games that you probably would not find in the store or where you can get some apps some interesting apps where people try out something new something futuristic Something that is exciting. And I know that my man Anthony is really into these kind of things, trying out the future of virtual reality. And I believe that Anthony, I saw something on your channel because I totally clicked on the notification bell. <laughs> <laughs> And um, yeah, you have something really, you found something really interesting. Yeah, yeah. So um, so here's the thing. I, going back a second here, is I am interested in the future of VR, like where we're going from here, right? And we're going to get into that later in this episode. And, you know, we're going to get into that in a very deep way. But one of the future technologies that people are thinking about is combining your real living space with VR. And this is something that is eventually going to happen. Th these different headsets are going to have all these extra cameras on the outside, and they're going to use machine vision, and they're going to look at your house, and they're going to recognize, oh, there's a table, there's a sofa, and they're going to start accounting for these objects, which will help make VR safer, but also there's going to be other apps that can actually almost take advantage of your surroundings and stuff. So this future is out there. And I was amazed to find out that you can actually get a sneak peek 
at this future right now on your Oculus Quest. It is called Custom Home Mapper, and I believe it goes for eight bucks. You buy it on itch.io, and then you load it on via SideQuest. You load it on your Quest. Now, here's the thing, though. This thing is a little bit dangerous, and th this is not for, like, um, your average Joe Blow Quest owner. you got to be, like, a serious VR nut that is willing to go the extra mile, like building a controller out of all kinds of uh, attachments and stuff to make it happen. Stay you got to be... Balcony. <laughs> yeah, you got to be pretty freaking deep on this because here's the thing. When you use Custom Home Mapper VR for the first time, you're basically recreating all the walls of your entire house and like the layout of your entire house. Now you don't have to do your entire house. You could do a couple of rooms or you can just do one room or whatever you want to do. But for me, I thought it would be incredible because think of this future. Imagine if you were in VR and you're like walking around in this room and then you go walk into your kitchen and then you go walk to your bathroom and you're in this bedroom and you're in Fantastic. this living room. And maybe you're in your in your backyard in the future. It could be VR everywhere, and you're still in VR, and it's it's taking advantage of like physical objects to like ground you in the experience even more. I mean, it's incredible, right? So when I first got this, um, it starts out and it gives you like this flagpole, and you basically take the flagpole to the corner of the room, and then you're just pulling a wall. And then you, it's like, okay, I pulled it to here. Now I'm pulling this way. Now I'm pulling this way. And if you make a mistake, you just hit like the A button and it erases just the last portion of wall that you made. And so you go around making your entire um, floor plan. And when you get back to the original flagpole that you, you, you planted, you put this one next to it and it's like, and it basically has your whole floor plan of your house figured out. Now, here's the problem, though. People don't have empty houses, right? We got junk all over the place. We've got tables. We've got chairs. We got all this stuff. So the next thing that you have to do when you're using this app is you make these little cubes. You basically make different sized cubes to represent your chair, to represent your bed, to represent like your computer desk to represent your monitors or TVs or things are wa a washer, a dryer, refrigerator, all these different things, right? You have to make these physical objects within this world so that you don't just walk right into your refrigerator. So it's very time consuming to do this. Like it takes a long time, but once you're done, then you can overlay a video game, a VR game, that is literally happening in all of these rooms. I play this game called Vortex and you're like flying a little spaceship and you're shooting little um, little bad guys and stuff. And I was literally walking from this room, walking through the hallway, walking in another room while I'm still playing the game. And That's it's cool. like, it's, it, it's you're seeing a glimpse into the future. Now people will look at the trailer and stuff and they'll be like, yeah, but these graphics are like Minecraftian or even worse. This looks like it's on Nintendo Entertainment System. But it's happening in your house and you're really, you feel like this sprawling thing if you actually map a bunch of different rooms and you're walking around. But incredibly dangerous because I almost destroyed my Oculus Quest 2 <laughs> in doing this setup. Because the thing is, it accounts for like your walls and stuff. But what if you have something that's up high that is sticking out? 
like it didn't really account for that. And I ended up banging, I was wearing my quest and I was trying to like design my whole house and I like banged into something really hard. And I was like, Oh no, did I just break my quest too? Luckily I didn't break my quest too. But like, if you have dogs, cats, people leaving things I was about around to say you, that. Yeah. yeah. I was about to say if you've got dogs and stuff like I've got four dogs and, uh, like, oh, my God, I can just imagine it being carnage, you know. Um, yeah, maybe in I, the future they put a little, like, sensor that you put on your pet and it renders it in virtual exactly. reality. Wherever it should be in VR, right? yeah. exactly. <laughs> well, oh, my God, dogs in VR. <laughs> they Probably. will be in VR, I think. They yeah, will, actually. They will. We get the cameras that are analyzing our, our apartments and reporting back every little item that you own. They're going to yeah, know right. about your jellyfish. They're going to know about BBK. Am I the only one who is feeling uneasy about the idea on top of giving up all the data from my Facebook account? I'm also going to give up the data about my freaking house. Yeah, of course. (laughs) A little over the top. And just to play, I mean, is it just to play the little mini games in your house? Is there, I know that someone in the comments said that this was like real estate's dream to, to map the houses and to be able to walk in the house. Uh, without actually like driving up there and checking so, it out, but for yeah, now, it's yeah. it's not just the the little mini games that they have in there. You there's actually a multiplayer mode now where you can invite, so, so you can make a nice looking house. Like you can put chairs where they need to be, and then you sit in the chairs. You're like living in this little VR world. It's like way Perfect. beyond like big screen beta or something because you're act like we've seen these videos on the oculus subreddit where somebody like <clears throat> somebody meticulously redesigned their living room in vr and they're like showing on one side their real life house and then on one side vr and they're like they're like watching netflix on a giant screen they're sitting on their couch but they're in vr but you we've know, seen yeah. that this basically allows everybody to do that for eight dollars that's but okay. nobody's talking what about I- this and nobody in the future, and this probably sounds stupid, but never mind. Um, couldn't this just be done the same way with pass through? Just if yeah. you had a really okay. colored display. I just, I just want to say this is actually our future, our augmented reality future. Mixed you know, reality, yeah. I told you that AR is going to be so huge, and this is going to happen. Think about the following: in the future, you might not need to decorate your apartment with all these expensive things like this Chinese vase or whatever. Probably your apartment is <laughs> going to be like very, very basic. Nothing on the walls. Everything is white. But everyone yeah. is going to wear those those <laughs> AR glasses, right? Yeah. So all of the decoration, all of that cu- huge um, screens, they will all be your in AR. Floors. Yes, yeah, your marble, marble floors. floors, your fountains. No, so really, everything. Mm-hmm. And the great thing, people in. this technology is amazing. But it I mean, is. Like, I just feel that that there's going to be so many implications. Like you say, liability costs. I can't see Facebook getting on this as much as it's a great idea. Imagine in AR, they will. In, a, in AR. In, in, in AR. Spatial understanding like is huge. Every company is going to have to figure out. So they, they will do this eventually. But of yeah, uh, initially there is going to be liability issues. And I'm kind of worried for the guy that made this little app. I hope nothing goes bad for him with somebody. Yeah, I but this is see a company like Airbnb creating uh, this real estate with just empty rooms and they're going to this be charging hundreds of dollars <laughs> for when you're renting that room, they're going to give you a VR set and you're just going to be in this luxurious place. I can, I can see this happening already. And all they're going to have to do is have these empty boxes of rooms 
and the VR sets, and they'll be making tons of money out of that. It's going to happen. Well, think about, you could take this, you could take your Quest 2 with you, with this software, and like if you're at your work or something and everybody's gone, you, you could map just like a <laughs> giant area of your work and play. There's all these weird little games that like, it's it's amazing when you can just freely you're freely walking around in VR. Isn't this the dream? This Don't amazing. we want to go to a warehouse somewhere where we can walk around in Skyrim and just keep walking and feel like we're there, like real walking, not just walking like this. We're really walking. Well, you can literally do this, but it is a bit dangerous. You'd have to have somebody to kind of spot you in case there's some object you don't see or something. But you can see the future for eight dollars like three years early. But That's it does cool. take a lot of work and it's incredibly dangerous to so just understand it's, that. It's on SideQuest. And what is the name, Anthony? It's Custom Home Mapper. Custom Home custom, Mapper. Okay, yeah, cool. So this is our future that you can check it out now for only eight dollars. Wow, we are like we're like promoting so many things today. Yeah, right, right. We have to reach out to them before, yeah, to make all that money. Oh, I'm getting good ideas here right now. Anyways, this is custom home mapper and definitely the future. This is our AR future. And we will be talking here on the podcast when it's going to happen. And I'm so sure we will have these glasses on and there will be decorations in our room, right, that come in through our AR glasses. And then we can simply change our decoration if we feel like it. The interesting part, though, is it's not just rooms that we can decorate. For example... Probably, um, yeah, probably my wife does not have to put on her makeup. Like, <laughs> yeah, like for, she will, just, um, she will just upload her makeup to my AR glasses. And then when I see her, it's like, wow, Eliza, you're so pretty today. Yeah, and then she will tell me, hey, Sebastian, Sebastian, you're so muscular today. <laughs> and then the magic's going to happen. <laughs> so, yeah, so this is going to happen. This is our AR future. Really interesting and cool that we can have a glimpse into this thanks to the custom home mapper that Anthony found on SideQuest. Really cool. Very, very cool. Nice. Okay, but there's other interesting new new apps or new games, actually, that are on the Quest Store, that are officially on the Quest Store and that people can buy right now. And let us simply talk about one of these. And let me just show the trailer here right now. And the trailer says, the video may be inappropriate for some users. I understand, and I wish to proceed. I'll look away now, then. <laughs> <laughs> Right, let me just show that to everyone. I believe that now they should be able to see it. And we're talking about Gorn. So Gorn has been on the Steam VR on, on the Steam VR store for quite a while and it's it's a VR gladiator game where you yeah, where you fight against other gladiators in virtual reality. And the part about the thing about this is it looks very cute in terms of the graphics like like very comic style but then actually it's over the top gore like it's it's just like super super um yeah gory it's gore like porn gore it's gore porn yeah gore. yeah you're right <laughs> it's gore porn gorn and you can pick it up right now 
on the quest for i believe it is 20 dollars is it 20 dollars yeah right 20 dollars yeah well, it's, it's a very simple game really it's not demanding at all from the perspective of the gameplay it's just not it's not complicated so it would make sense if it was more expensive than that right so um yeah tatiana you played it <laughs> right you did play it right you you, you got I it did. i kind of giggled just just from <laughs> thinking about it because yeah i had I probably had too much fun for it to be healthy uh, playing this game because I knew I watched it on the flat screen and I thought this is disgusting why are people so crazy about this this goes against everything I believe and they even have to they even have to you know I watched the trailer I couldn't believe that they actually had to blur out some of the violence in there I'm like well I'm sure it's not that bad but it is so, <laughs> so it I is. jumped yeah, right it's, in it's, it's odd isn't it because it's, it is gory but it's hilarious at the same time and I'm thinking why am I thinking it's funny but it is funny <laughs> yeah <laughs> is. like I don't know why it, I didn't know it's, why it's it just, would be yeah. funny but it's, it's therapeutic your perception so you really need to take it super lightly and you, you can't take it seriously just because it, these graphics those you know those little guys who skip the leg day in the gym that still make you laugh every time and this game was you know it was never meant to be taken seriously and i think when i you know i posted the gameplay and i think i mentioned it there that you know people who develop the games especially for vr because it feels so real they try to be like a little bit more careful with these killings um you know Often we see like they are reducing the amount of blood you see when you shoot someone or when you're shooting someone, maybe it's not a human form, maybe it's someone like a robot or a zombie, something that's a monster, so you don't feel like you're killing a human being, right? So the gore goes in the absolute opposite direction. So they're humans and you're destroying their, you're cutting, you're chopping their limbs off, you're like destroying their jaws. I hit someone in the face and their eyes popped out. And like They probably have families waiting at their virtual <laughs> homes. Like, oh, daddy has to go fight again today. No worries. He'll be back. Yeah, and then play against like Tatiana. It's all over. But this game is almost like a statement, you know, as a response to this, like, correct, you know, the games that PC. avoid. The games that avoid maybe brutality, it goes all in and it shows that it's okay. It's not real. It's funny. We don't have to take everything so seriously. And and they make it as funny as possible for a game where you're, you know you're drowning in human blood, basically. So that's maybe what makes it so so kind of, funny. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of like you know the Road Runner and like Tom and Jerry, that kind of humor, right. where because that can be quite violent, actually. You know, Tom and Jerry and uh, those old those older kind of like cartoons, but. Um, Mm -hmm. It just does it in such a way that makes it lighthearted. And uh, I, I wanted to ask, actually, Tatiana, how did you feel once you'd finished that session? Did you feel like, oh, I have a sense of relief? Like, I actually feel better now because I've, I've just been going crazy for 20 minutes. No, she went She <laughs> yeah. went out with an axe. <laughs> oh, sorry, I actually wanted to continue playing because I haven't realized it first. You know how normally in games when you're losing or when you are hurt and you need to recover? You need to step away, like don't let anybody hit you. You need to recover. Well, in this game, is the opposite. You need to like immediately kill someone to to like gain his energy, and then you don't die. So I haven't realized that, and I died a couple of times before I realized that I just have to kill them faster. That makes sense, right? <laughs> You're dying, just kill others. And uh, yeah, I, it, this game just made me want to play more. 
because I knew that there would be more different enemies, more different weapons. I, I know that there would be like some little crawling like crabs or something. I wanted to see them, but I had to take a break <laughs> from the gore. But no, I, this game didn't uh, leave me uh, disgusted or I didn't think that it was something that I wouldn't be able to take because of the gore. It really just made 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 me laugh. It made me feel lighthearted and and kind of blow up my steam by by hitting them because it's very satisfying. It's not a very difficult game. It's just a very it's satisfying. Fun. I was going to ask Tatiana as well about the the lo There's no locomotion in it as such, but you have to move your hands, and it looks no. awkward. Like looks a bit of a pain to do that. Actually, is but it? I is it? There is locomotion. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, there, there is, is locomotion. Actually, okay. yeah, there is an option that will just make it a continuous locomotion. There is like tons of options there about how you grab stuff, how you walk. So, oh, that's cool. so there's a lot yeah. to, to choose from, but I kept that because I knew that continuous locomotion makes me a little bit more, uh, uh, you know, nauseated. So I, tr I thought I would try this like moving and it actually helped me because it, I was just making these movements and it made me feel more like I'm walking, even though it was really yeah, like awkward and funny. So what made it worse, because I was recording myself, so I had to stand, and I couldn't turn. I had to turn with the, with the, with the trigger, too. I had, to, I had to turn myself with the controller, not with my... Like, I didn't want to, to be like facing the camera with my back. So right. that's what made it awkward, too. It would be easier if I could turn in any direction. So I think that it's just whatever will work better for, for you. Uh, luckily, they have many options. Right. Oh, that's cool. That's really cool. Um, Anthony, have you played this on PC VR before? Yeah, no, Gorn on PC VR is a freaking classic, but <laughs> the thing is, one of the real classic aspects of it is the collision detection. So when you're hitting the, the other guys, when you're like hitting their arms and you're hitting their armor, like the way it feels when your object collides with them and then like their armor degrades and it like cracks a little bit you hit it again and it's like halfway falling off you hit it again and then it falls off that collision detection the 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 big question i have i've never played the playstation vr version of this or the quest version but my number one question for anybody that has played them is do you get that really good feel of like you're slowly wearing something down and when your object is colliding with them, it really has this like real good tight feeling to it that is just hard to describe. I don't know if they were able to translate that to Quest. I think Paul in uh, the comments has just said that the physics are the same on the Quest, actually, which would be great oh, really? if that's the case. But just the, the graphical fidelity of it is just the thing that's been toned down a bit. But it, looks, uh, it looks pretty good, though, right? It looks pretty good. Yeah, um, if I understood correctly what you mean, Anthony, the different these different weapons that you're using, they do different type of damage. So at one point, I picked up this uh, axe, and depending on how I hit it, I was able to just chop the limb off because it yeah, fell exactly in the right angle. That's what Anthony to, wants. To cut it. And, and yes, yeah, so more cool. And then yeah, more realism in the slicing and dicing. Yeah, yeah. Is, you know, that's what we want, right? That's what right everybody angles, wants. Kind of I mean, sucks, right? Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. So it really depends on how you use each individual weapon. It makes different damage to the to the protective gear that those gladiators are wearing. And if you if you hit like really strong on the head, it just folds in their body. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I I think I could feel that. The only difference that I saw because I just watched the videos of some 
PCVR versions is that there was more blood. Like if you were hitting someone, oh, yeah, there's more blood on the weapon. Okay. But that's just the cosmetics kind of aspect you, you, you see it in a more detail. If Just in case you didn't have enough blood in the quest, <laughs> then you play PCVR version, you have more blood. Right. So right. Like, if you buy Gorn on the quest, do you get it for, on the PC for free as well? Or is it separate? Is it a cross buy? I haven't oh, checked yet. Know. That's a good question. But I would say probably not because porting something from uh, from Quest to PC, I don't know, when they're coming together, they kind of do together, but when they're porting it to Quest, they're downgrading a lot, so it's like they need to develop a new game entirely. Yeah, right, right. So in many cases, it just doesn't justify, like with uh, Beat Saber even. I was surprised that it's not close by, but they just said that it went too much effort, too much time to port it. It's funny because Saints and Sinners is crossed by, isn't it? And I've already got that for the PC and then I've bought it for the Quest, but I've already got it for PC anyway. It's like, ah, annoying. Yeah, but, but did right. that one come out under both of the, uh, both of them simultaneously or did they port it to Quest? No, they'd spent a lot of time on it, actually. Yeah, I right. think it was released. What was it? What was it released, actually, on the Quest? Not long ago, Last obviously. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, Last year, that's crossed by? It's really crossed by? I, I yeah. Really? Like I Saints and Sinners? Like, yes. Okay. Pretty certain I've got. Yeah, I um, where, where I bought it from, it said it was cross. I need to check now. <laughs> Go check. But but no cross buy for for Gorn. So um, no. okay um, Tatiana. So it's, it's fun for adults like us. But what would you say? Is this like too brutal for for kids? What do you think? <laughs> um, <laughs> it's a good question. It's right. A good question to think about it. So. I would say that it still depends on the age. What do you consider to be a child? Because there are parents who are allowed like seven or eight years old to play games. Uh, I don't know. Not that, this one. That's not, this yeah, one that's, is a bit crazy, right? Not going to be. Maybe 12, 11. Yeah. Depends on the like kid. 13 and up probably would be, they probably would be already able to like understand all the, um, um, the not the irony, but the... Um, the fun of killing people like the, with a baseball bat. <laughs> uh, well, the fakeness of it, right? Yeah, it's right. not, they're not even pretending that they were actually killing someone. It more feels like an arcade where when you're like shooting someone, you're shooting some ships, you're destroying these people. You don't really think of them as people. You know what right. I mean? I understand. So it could be because of how like the graphics is over, over exaggerated. Their shoulders are like a mile long, but then their legs are like uh, matches. So Maybe this over-exaggeration of everything in the game, including blood, but everything, makes it more appropriate because it looks less real and more right. cartoonish and calm. It, it is cross-by, by the way. I've just checked it. It definitely okay. is. Okay. Oh, yay! Yeah. I might make a comparison not gone, now. Sorry. Not, not Gorn, right? Oh, not Saint Saint Saint. Saint. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Gorn could have a kid's <laughs> mode that you'd, you activate a kid's mode, and then instead of blood... It's like they're pinatas and candy right. just exploding oh, out of them. Oh, that's fun. That's or confetti. They're smart. Confetti. They're smart also, to do I, this. I think there's a multiplayer for PSVR version of Gorn, or a co-op or multiplayer. I wonder if there's a quest. I also haven't checked yet, but that oh, would be fun. Yeah, that would be really good. Yeah, so Gorn, I believe it's a game that I could actually recommend because it's funny. If you like uh, melee, this kind of combat action, this is the right game for you. Right, if you, if you, if it's okay for you that you crack open somebody else's head and it's kind of fun, <laughs> then then this is a good this is a good game, and you can pick it up for twenty dollars on the Quest Store now. 
Also, another game that you can pick up on the Quest Store now is Jupitergrad. No, come, Tatiana, give it to us again, please. Jupitergrad. Jupitergrad, exactly. That sounds amazing. It has those consonants like Tergrad that you have to really roll off your tongue. Wow. That is amazing. That is amazing. And yeah, for all of for all of people who don't know yet where you come from, from Ukraine, right? And then from Ukraine. From Ukraine. And uh, yeah, you can also speak Russian and that's amazing. <laughs> so let's it's have fun a... because yeah, yeah, yeah. And when you play that, you can hear also those accents. I think they are real Russian yeah, accents. Like it's so it's so funny. It's really, really a fun game. So I, I streamed it on my German channel and I loved every single moment of it. First of all, you have this cool cell-shaded graphics, right? Complete cell-shaded. And uh, the story is about you are an uh, an astronaut or cosmonaut, I don't know exactly what is the difference. <laughs> and then, well, you are on a Russian space station and you have to, um, yeah, you have to go through some levels using some kind of like Spider-Man technique where you, yeah, you have these, these, um, how, I cannot say this in English, you, you are like... Plungers. plungers, the plungers, yeah. exactly, and with toilet plungers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You have those those two toilet plungers <laughs> on your arms, and you shoot them, and then you would fly through this um, space station like a Russian Spider-Man. It is crazy. It is totally crazy, and all of the all of the time, you're getting your instructions in some super strong Russian accent. And it's simply pure fun. It's pure jump and run fun or jump and swing. It's jump and swing fun. And I had an amazing time. And you can see it right now on, on the screen for all of you who are watching this on YouTube, like um, what kind of levels they have. So there's there's lots of environmental puzzles. Lots it looks of, quite hard of it. It's Some it's it looks actually very, very it's difficult. kind of tough, yeah. It's kind of yeah. tough, and you will die a lot, but it's it's still great because uh, the um, the locomotion they have really nailed it. So this is actually how I would imagine like a Spider-Man game could look like. It is fantastic. So this is actually a port from the Steam VR version from uh, from before from last year, and I played it already on uh, on Steam VR. But now it's on the quest and it looks exactly the same. So you don't feel any kind of downgrade for the quest. It's exactly like the Steam VR game, but it is with with a quest without any cables. And you do have to spin, you do have to turn around. So I felt amazing playing this playing this game, playing Jupiter um, the Jupitergrad. I can't say Jupiter Jupitergrad. No, I will say German. Jupitergrad. Yeah, Jupitergrad. <laughs> Ooh, that sounds even worse. Yeah, it, it sounds it sounds terrible. Yeah. Anyway, so I love this game, and it costs fifteen dollars. Oh, fifteen? Yeah, you should pick it up. I, I was uh, going to ask you since you mentioned that you played it. I watched yeah, it some trailers. I watched uh, some gameplays, and I was wondering, doesn't it feel a little bit repetitive to you? Because all of these are empty corridors, and yeah. yeah, there are increasingly, you know, difficult obstacles on your way. But you don't. There are no any. any there aren't any characters there. You don't really You're interact. Right. All you do is fly as a Spider-Man. 
isn't does it get repetitive actually you? actually no because the puzzles are really um very interesting and, and always new puzzles always new things and it's not just this kind of spider-man thing you can also fly a bit by giving some thrust you have some thrusters on your arms and these thrusters you can also use when you're underwater to yeah to swim really fast and nice and they really have nailed the locomotion it is just so much fun and yeah there are always new obstacles always um, some new interesting thoughts that you have to think about like how will you solve that puzzle so even even i was there alone and there was nobody else other than this russian guy who told me what i have to do i loved it i really loved it and i believe that you guys should think about picking up Jupitergrad. Jupitergrad. Jupiter <laughs> <laughs> See, even, even the name's hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, even the name's hard. But, but they kind so of... I, I actually yeah. played that a little bit, Jupitergrad. I didn't play the Quest version, but I've played it on um, Viveport. Okay, and cool. I love the visuals. Like, the visuals are just absolutely what i love i i love that retro style look kind of like compound that game compound and some kind of um borderlands you know that that style right and i really wanted to love the game and it's pretty cool but for some reason after i played it for i played it for a couple of hours and i was like yeah i get this but it it's almost like i want to like it way more than i actually do that's the way i felt when i played it like okay like, for me, um, Winlands, Winlands 2, like that kind of swinging felt a lot better for me where this was like, okay. and then, and it was like, it seemed very robotic and almost, I don't know, but maybe I probably need to play it more. It does look cool, but I would, I would, uh, say that I'm a little bit on the, eh, I'm yeah, not the, so sure side. The, from what I haven't played it, but the physics don't look very particularly impressive in terms of like you know when you're swinging it just looks it feels, like you say it's, it's it's very is it like it feels right it feels i was yeah, like just, wow okay cool no really it's like <laughs> wow that's the thing this game could never happen in 2d this must be in this must be experienced in virtual reality and yeah. tatiana that's something that, that you like right some some gameplay mechanics that can only work in virtual reality right so this might be something Definitely. for you or not yeah, I appreciate the games like that. And now that you said that, it actually made me want to try it. I can give you a funny uh, background on the name if you want. Yeah, please. From the linguist perspective. So, Petergrad is actually an old uh, name of, like, Petersburg. Petergrad is the old name of St. Petersburg. Ah, okay. The ah. city. So, Petergrad is like the archaic name for that. But the game is called Jupitergrad. Jupiter is Jupiter. Yeah, right. Oh, so that's why. It's a combination of Jupiter and St. Petersburg. Jupiter wow. Grad. That is amazing. And <laughs> you guys wouldn't know this if you would not watch the Next Dimension podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so you can even learn something here. It's amazing. It <laughs> it's you can call it Very Jupiter cool. Grad if you want to. <laughs> Jupiter Grad. Jupiter Grad. Wow, cool. So that is happening now on the quest. It's going to set you back. $15, and in my opinion, you should pick this up for $15. It's not an expensive price, but the game is fun. It's great, um, great physics, real fun, uh, jump and run. If you're into jump and run games, and if you're not, yeah, if you don't feel sick very easily, 
Then I think you can. Yeah, pick it up. there is some motion sickness when you're spinning around yeah, right. in there. Yeah, right. It it could get it can get pretty wild in Jupitergrad. So, but very cool, very interesting. I love that kind of, um, yeah, like this this uh, ret retro Russian vibe that it gives you. Yeah, it's it feels great. I, I love that. It's it's fun. It's absolutely fun. So. Yeah, check this out if you want. It's out on the Quest now, and also it's out since a long time on Steam VR. So for everybody, everybody can actually play this game. All right, that's it for the topics of the Quest um, of the new games. Now we can go to a really, really interesting topic. I mean, no, the other topic was also interesting, but but this is this is really <laughs> this some. This is better. This is this, better. Is, this is this is pretty. This is wow. This is crazy. So let's talk about the brain computer interfaces. So I've just opened the Road to VR article, and well, there was a really interesting interview that Gabe Newell gave to New Zealand's One News, and this is all about BCI, brain-computer interfaces. And, well, from this interview, first of all, we learn that Gabe Newell is a huge believer in the technology. And we learn that actually, in his opinion, BCI is way closer than we believe. Because we guys now believe that brain-computer inf interfaces is some something science fiction that's go probably going to happen in, like, I don't know, 10, 20 years. But... No, according to this interview, we learned that actually brain-computer interfaces are kind of close. It's going to happen quite soon. And in, in Gabe Newell's opinion, BCI could be an extinction-level event for every entertainment form. He thinks that everything else is going to go away. Virtual reality, watching movies, watching cinema, because, well, you're going to get it directly into your brain and in a way that is even better than we can experience it now because, in his opinion, all these meat peripherals, <laughs> like our ears or our eyes, are not good enough. In his opinion... Like, there's going to be better visuals in this BCI because, well, our eyes can only give us this kind of resolution. But if this goes directly into your brain, well, we're going to see something that we cannot see right now. So, in his opinion, the visual experience, the visual fidelity will be able to, that they will be able to create, the real world will stop being the metric that we apply to the best possible visual fidelity. Crazy. But this is this still sounds like science fiction, right? But now let's get to the part where it's not so much science fiction anymore. So he has revealed that they have a partnership with a company called OpenBCI. And this company, OpenBCI, they are making brain-computer interfaces, but they're making those interfaces that are not invasive, so not the ones where you have to uh, break your skull open and have some something connect to your brain. It is it is more like they will read your brain, um, how to say that, your brain waves, and they will they will get so much data from your brain waves. 
So they will understand how you feel. They will completely understand how you feel. And this OpenBCI, they, they work on something called Galia, and that is all about VR, using this technology for VR and AR. And they are able to measure human emotions and facial expressions, and they include happiness, anxiety, depression, attention span, and interest level. And these data points will be used to make better and more immersive games. So what this means, like it's like you are in a video game and the video game understands how you feel. If the video game or the VR game finds out, hey, this guy is bored, okay, let's throw some more enemies at him because he or she is too bored. Or the, the user, he is a bit scared. Okay, now scare the real shit out of him or her, <laughs> right? So, so this is something that is not far away, Gabe Newell says. And he says all the developers in 2022, so next year, who do not think about BCI, they are not smart because this is going to be huge. So this, is, this could be crazy. Um, so who has an opinion about this? Anybody who would like to weigh in on this? Well, one, one quick thing I will say about this, there's two different ways to look at this story. Okay, there's the future-facing way to look at this story where, oh my God, there's all these incredible things that are going to happen. Like Gabe Newell talks about sleep. Sleep is going right. to be an app. Like I need to get 5.7 hours of, of REM sleep and you just dial that in, it's automatic. You know, so all these crazy things. We can look at the future facing stuff, but what I think is actually more exciting about this story is they show they show the head strap, the future head strap, this project Galilea or whatever it's called. And the thing is, I actually I listened to this interview that Gabe um, the 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 interview that Gabe gave here a longer article where he goes into more detail. It's like it's on a recording that you can hear. And one of the things that he talks about is that they need to be able to test this with a hundred thousand people. And the only way they can test it with a hundred thousand people is to get a, a headset out there that a hundred thousand people know uh, people are owning, and then they can gather that information, and they can learn. You know, they they can learn via all these huge numbers of people that are using it because he's saying like right now we can bring in like 25 people we can bring in 100 people and we can do these tests but it's going to be so much better when there's like a quarter of a million people that have these things and we can run the tests and then we'll learn so much more information so valve is literally being held back by not having this very specific type of head strap in the hands of like 200,000 people. Now, what does this mean for VR players? This means that new Valve VR hardware is absolutely guaranteed. They are absolutely gonna have a new headset with a new strap because they have to. This is a Trojan horse that they've gotta get into people's homes so they can do these tests and find out, are 100,000 people scared? Are 100,000 people nervous? Um, if they make uh, the difficulty stronger how do these hundred thousand people react this is absolutely critical and so it's absolutely guaranteed that we're going to get a new valve vr headset in my opinion by summer 2022 at the latest 
Okay, wow, summer 2022. <laughs> Valve Nerf Gear confirmed here on the Next Dimension <laughs> podcast. Oh my goodness, this is amazing. Wow, this podcast is unbelievable. So, yeah, well, you say something really exciting there, um, Anthony. So, in, so, I also agree, I totally agree with you. They are, of course, working on the Valve Index 2. And why shouldn't it include something like this? I don't think that these sensors are going to be so expensive. Those sensors that simply measure your brainwaves. Actually, I did buy one of these brainwave sensors that you can um, connect to the Rift S, and I did a video on it. And even with this, with this, they only had like I think three sensors or so. With these three sensors, they could already detect what kind of state I was in. Was I relaxed or was I anxious? These kind of simple things, they they could already check out with this sensor. But but if they have like a few more of these sensors built into that Valve Index 2, wow, they could get so much data, so much data. And in this interview, Gabe Newell also says, it's a treasure trove of data. It, it doesn't make sense not to look at it, not to get this out. Because why Why wouldn't the game developers know how how the player feels? Because yeah, you can, you can make the game like change depending on how you feel. Isn't that super exciting, Steve? What do you think? What do you think about this? Is it something? No, no, I don't like it at all. <laughs> Sorry, I'm going to be that guy, aren't I? But I just think, why, why can't we just focus on getting a VR headset with a brilliant field of view, really comfortable, <laughs> okay. make it really light, have fantastic solution all around? Can we get to that stage first with a brilliant okay. resolution before we start thinking about all this? I have an opinion. answer that to sounds that. More practical. I have an answer to that because VR uh, consults and just VR technology is not just for gaming. And we can sit and talk about how this can be used for games in this dystopian world and Black yeah, Mirror, how the games will be uh, create. You know, there will be games that, that they will create. They will become progressively scarier based on our fears and all of want, that. I don't want that though. Isn't I don't, that I don't, what I don't, you're I thinking about, Steve? Right. No, in life, in, in our, all of our lives, we are getting measured and assessed all the time. Uh, pressure on us in society is too much as it is. And now we're going to chill out, you know, kick back and have a game. And then it's going to get more stressful just based on our own sort of emotions but, and feelings. I don't think, yeah. I think it's stepping, overstepping the mark. I really but do. I, I don't like it. There are other, but I think there are other applications for that. You know, as an educator, I just can't stop thinking about the future of this technology in the field of education. And specifically in the field of adaptive learning, there are already technologies out there where, where there are uh, adaptive AI systems that help us, like if you're learning in virtual reality or even in, in a of course, yeah, I mean, system that are adapting to your knowledge, right, your experiences. It is the it year has, the biometrics. I mean, like yeah. the HP OmniSet well, is used for uh, flight training and it, it measures the stress levels on pilots. That kind of thing is cool. But when I'm playing you know, a game, just chilling out on a Saturday or whatever. I, I, I don't want that. I, I just want to just, you know, play it the way I want to play it without all this measurement stuff. I just, uh, but it, but, I, uh, it would be great if you have that as an optional thing. But yeah, yeah, yeah great, I, do, yeah. I do think it, it really depends You'll opt in for the brain surgery. <laughs> <laughs> it's going too far, you know. But I mean, Steve, how about, how about it's, it's like you're playing this game and you, you really feel bored 
You like ah, uh, but, but then the but then something cool happens because they know. Oh no, Steve is bored. Let's change this into a flight sim. <laughs> well, and then whoosh, you are in that flight sim suddenly. And then you think, wow, cool. That brain scanning technology is amazing. You're talking to someone who will quite happily sit there on a three-hour flight at 30,000 30, feet. So I never right. get bored. Okay. Not 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 with the game because if I did, I just wouldn't play it. I'd just do something else. I do something in real life. I just think VR has a point where it has to stop and you just go out and do something in real life. And <laughs> I just honestly, I just think that's going too far. I think for training purposes, brilliant, absolutely. I think uh, you know for uh, for learning the learning environment, definitely. But not, not what about for games. developers though? Like developers will be able to find out. See, the thing is, you can have all these uh, people come in and test your game and you can give them this long question questionnaire about when were you bored in this game? When did right. you do this? And exactly. sometimes people will the just data. lie. They won't give you the real information. And with this, they can find out, oh, just like we find out with our YouTube videos, when did the entire audience of the show stop watching? Yeah, right. They stopped <laughs> watching at a certain time, you know, and we and we go check it out, and we're like, oh, that's when I got really boring, right? Yeah. Well, it, yeah, in these games... Sorry, go on. <laughs> I was just going to say, in these games, they're going to find out, like, oh, everybody seemed to get really bored of the game when exactly. they went into this particular cave. Yeah, right. Let's redesign yeah. it right. so we don't have this cave. Uh, exactly, no, Steve. No, no, no. What do you say no, now? That is no, such no, a good point. It's going to be no, so cookie-cutter, Steve. It's going to be so We good. already live in an age where we're, we're just an age of people who have got no patience. We want things now all the time. Being bored is part of the gaming experience. It is this Really? Not for game. me. Yeah, there is. Because otherwise, <laughs> you, you're just constantly stimulated all the time. That's not good for your mental health but at all. I think the continuum of the feelings will be more detailed than just bored and excited. I think that there will be moments where you are not excited, but you're curious or interested or you're puzzled if you're thinking about the, the uh, some kind of a, a puzzle that you need to solve in the game. It's not necessarily like bored, uh, yeah, you right. need to change that. <laughs> like, no, it is, well, it is. I think it's still a continuum and maybe this technology will help us understand when we are, you know, not as excited, but we're still uh, interested enough to continue the game. That so makes that sense. That makes sense. And one more thing, Steve, about like being relaxed and stuff. How about you play a puzzle game and then the puzzle is too hard for you and uh, the brain interface will can tell, wow, this Steve, he's not relaxed at all. He's getting freaking stressed because he, because he cannot yeah, solve... No, no, no. But, because he cannot solve <laughs> the freaking puzzle and because it knows... Games. Yeah, I know. Okay. But, but, but because it knows it, It will give you a little hint, and then you'll feel like super relaxed because now you can f solve the puzzle. No, no, I have a problem no, with that. No, honestly, I have a problem. Let me just say, like, games <laughs> okay. in the old days, you know, the old games that we used to play were so damn hard, it would take you a week to get past the level, right? But then when you finally did, you know, work it out, you felt great. If the game makes things easy for you or changes it to, depending on your mood, then there's no reward factor for me at all there. Yes, you know, I, I, I want it to that. be difficult. <laughs> okay, but that, here's the thing. <laughs> I thought you wanted to relax. You I have to choose one saying. thing now. <laughs> you don't understand. He's a flight simmer. Maybe that's the reason because I'm a flight simmer. Yeah, I think that's. I'm just going to put it down to that. It's <laughs> an explanation for everything. I think so. Yeah, definitely. Flight sim guy so is Lars, a flight simmer. Lars in chat says, "Absolutely true, Steve. If you're not bored in a game, you will never get surprised." But here's yes. the thing: I, there's a difference between boredom and pacing. 
Like Halo knows how to pace the game. They know how to have like slow, quiet moments and then like bursts of high impact action. And then it slows back down. They understand that just because a game has some pacing doesn't mean it's boring. I think there's differences here. And I think you guys are worried that, oh my God, there will be no pacing. It's going to be all action, action, action. I think that's different than, than being bored. They're going to yeah. actually know that like, like I don't really want to play this game anymore. You're going to have that thought and they're going to notice that that that's different from from like oh the pacing is slowed down and now I got a little quiet moment where I'm going through a quiet city before the attack happens. Yes, Anthony, and it will be tied up to uh, the developers' expectations when they see that oh look at this moment the monsters is going to jump right on him and he's supposed to be scared and excited and then if they see that it just it doesn't happen in the brain then it also shows that maybe there's something wrong with the development of the game. So if they expect the gamers to be a little bit relaxed at this point of the game, and that's what they find out through this technology, then it goes as planned. But then if they expect them to get excited at this time, and they don't, then it's also a good indicator. So I agree with that. Right. So this part is about reading and understanding the user's and the gamer's brain. That's one part that seems not so far away, actually. The other part, of course, is writing <laughs> to the brain. <laughs> and that's something... Yeah, yeah, you're right. That's something uh -huh. that Anthony has, has just uh, has mentioned in the beginning, where Gabe Newell said, okay, one thing will be... The, the first thing that he could imagine is going to happen is this sleep app, where you simply can say, okay, I want to sleep now. The next um, eight hours, I want two hours of REM sleep, and uh, the other time, just deep sleep. Make it happen, and then boom. That, that's something that he sees happening as the first thing. And when you read that article, it simply feels like he doesn't think all these things are so far away. It seems like they, they have been made some huge progress that we even don't know about. And also others say that, like Elon Musk has also talked about, that actually they have made great progress on that brain-computer interface when it's all about writing to the brain. And I can just believe that the entertainment industry is going to be unbelievable once you can experience somebody's else, somebody else's experiences just as if you have, would have been there. And I'm not only talking about the adult entertainment industry. Although this <laughs> seems to be something That's that could be pretty good. That. <laughs> That's, that could be pretty good, I imagine. Yeah, but um, what do you think, Anthony? Like, what in your imagination, like, how far is this away? Experiencing, really experiencing somebody else's life in, in that brain-computer wow. interface. See, I'm kind of a Debbie Downer when you get to the point of how far this stuff is away. Because I, I listen to so many different podcasts where people are like, yeah, the singularity is like 12 years away, man. We're, you know, and like like AI and, and like Terminator, it's going to happen in the next four years, you know, AI sentience and all this. And I remember this was like late, very late 1990s or very early 2000s. I remember reading all these stories about nanotechnology and how you were going to get um, these little tiny robots injected into your bloodstream and they were going to clean all the plaque out of all your arteries and remove it and and do all this crazy stuff. You know, almost like Minority Report, you know, when those little things went in his eyes and all that stuff. And that was in that was 20 something years ago. Where's this nanotech? 
Honestly, I think people are way overestimate this stuff. I don't even think the military has this stuff yet, and they're 20 years ahead of everybody. So I believe, yeah, if you're like 10 years old right now, get really excited because when you're <laughs> 70 years old, you're going to have the ultimate freaking matrix. But for the rest of us, man, I think it's probably like 50 years away. Could be, could be. Steve, how about if there was this kind of technology where – They can write into your brain and you could experience to be in a real fight, like as in like in the in the in the in the airplane. You can relive like you can really just, be you can really be in the thing. Is it something that I you mean, would do? I just you know, not long ago we were all worried about Facebook and our personal data. <laughs> Now we think that's great to uh You write stuff into our brain and you know kind of share experiences with other people no thanks my experience is my own okay. i do not want them shared by with anybody else unless i want to express them i just find it quite scary and i i'm i would not be a part of that at all okay so I, I really oh know. man you wouldn't but wait a minute think of your favorite band like like your ultimate favorite concert that you would ever go to You wouldn't for like five minutes if you could experience what it would be like to be the lead singer with the crowd no. cheering. Exactly. <laughs> Not at all. No, I'd, I'd rather. If it was safe, it was completely safe. It's just like it's like instead of watching TV, you're just like experiencing like jumping out of an airplane or something. Exactly. No, I'd just rather put a really light uh, VR headset on with the 250 degree field of view <laughs> and. Uh... <laughs> No, I'm sorry. I know. I just, I'm not, I'm not, I don't like it at all. You no, could do, it's, it's you could do far. all kind of things and experience all kinds of things that would be not safe <laughs> if you did them in real life. Like, but isn't that VR? Well, that's VR anyway, isn't it? No, you but, but, let's, to be written into your brain. No, but for example, you could really feel the same emotions. Like, let's say somebody who is on an, on an LSD trip. Like I, I wouldn't do I wouldn't do that in real life because I I don't want to have like the bad outcomes for my body right. But if I would use this kind of interface and I can feel that exactly, I can feel exactly the same things as if I would take these these LSD things. The problem things. is, is you know, the, the, it sounds the, pretty the psyche, sounds good to me. Um, the psyche of the brain and obviously you know the trauma that the body reacts and the memories that it holds within our old um, sort of being as even just day-to-day -day things is can be traumatic and anything like that will sit in the body and i think it is it's got the ability to to have a very harmful effect on people and i just mm. don't I, vr is like that anyway i think vr should have a very yeah. high age limit as it is this is uh, taking it far uh, way too far for me i, I think it's that gonna maybe, sorry oh, go, ahead. go ahead I just wanted to say that I think maybe we need to understand the urgency of making VR as real as it can be. I mean, is there really this urgency to to increase the realism and to increase the feeling that we are there? Because like Steve said, there can be some like emotional, psychological effect. Absolutely. We're not talking about physical, but again, if we're talking about LSD trip, maybe there will be some psychological effect that you're unaware of, even if physically it's not going to hurt you. Okay. If you're scared of hiding, you will get addicted a, to it to be in the thing, perhaps. Yeah. Uh, who knows? I mean, Could be. who knows? Do you? We don't know that. Right. Uh, if we don't, if I don't want to jump out of the plane with a parachute because I'm scared of heights or I'm scared of this experience, what makes you think that I would want to have that experience in at home in a VR set? It would be the same experience for me. Right. I would be feeling the same way. But I you, don't but, want that. But you would know. That, but but you but you would know that actually you're sitting at home and you're safe. Your body is safe. So probably that would okay. still right. I can't even convince my body that I'm 
standing and not moving. And I just said, do you think I can convince my body that I'm not actually falling out of the plane? I'm really bad at that, this. Right, that right. always, always has to be, at the end of the day, a difference, a distinction between reality and fantasy. It, it has to have that. Ground yourself. Yeah. Uh, if, then, if, that, if that becomes too jaded, and it already is incredible with VR, there has to be a cutoff point, and 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 that's too much. Okay. What was the Black Mirror episode with the two people doing? They were like doing Street Fighter, and it was ah, uh, that was real. Remember? And then they, they and then they start to have oh, yeah. uh, some sexual yeah. intercourse. That's what yeah. this that is, was pretty, man. That was pretty but funny. Yeah. One of the things <laughs> Gabe Gabe was talking about though is that re like what you're gonna see in your brain from vivid colors and stuff is gonna be ultra real beyond what we like when we're we're at a beautiful vacation spot and there's the beautiful ocean and the beach and these palm trees and we're looking around at everything and we think man this is ultra high resolution what would this be if this was a game it's ultra high resolution right but he's saying that with this it'll be beyond that like the blues are gonna be bluer everything is gonna look better it's gonna be hyper real absolutely incredible but then he also mentioned that there is a downside here he said there's nothing inherently unhackable about this technology and he talked about a russian like some kind of russian hack that could happen where some guy bob is like hey remember that guy bob he was running around naked in the woods for weeks on end because his brain got hacked by you know his bci got hacked so he also mentioned that there is that possibility as well. So the FDA, all kinds of agencies are going to have to look into this stuff. It's going to be, this is a long time away from like actually going in and getting LASIK surgery or something and actually having a little chip implanted in your brain and, and experiencing this. So but it's also at least 20 about, years away. But also we talked about addiction. And there are people who get addicted just to regular video games and uh, to the point where it's unhealthy. People get addicted to VR. Of course, yeah. This would be crazy. Some, you know, imagine this would be crazy. VR is actually better than reality with colors, with the way people will be depressed, literally. They'll it's, live there. I, I, they will have lots of there, sex <laughs> virtually. This is, where, <laughs> this is where civilizations go. This is the Fermi paradox. This is why we no. have the Fermi paradox. Right. We will live I mean, in that empty room with all the furniture are, and, and, the, are, and decorations. We are, we, are, we are glued to this here right now, to a stupid smartphone, right? I'm like always in front of this. It's crazy. And yeah, that's true. It's, we are so addicted to this technology and we're going to be addicted to AR technology. And when this is going to happen, when you really can experience something that is better than virtual reality or where you can experience somebody's cool, uh, cool experiences, doing something, amazing any kind of amazing things then yeah it's going to be unbelievably addicting Addic addicting right addicting and people will be addicted probably some people will forget about their real bodies and it's going to be like super dangerous for their bodies this is going to be crazy and i believe it's going to happen Anthony, what do you want to say? There's a great comment here by Scandalism. He says, um, but if the persons that recorded felt calm when they jumped out of the of the plane, then you're gonna yeah, you're gonna get the right. exact same sensation. So you're not gonna feel scared because the person that jumped out of the plane, the person that did the motorcycle stunt or whatever, they weren't feeling scared. They were feeling adrenaline. You'll feel their adrenaline, you'll feel their excitement, but they weren't feeling scared. So you're you're gonna get the exact Basically, all the stuff that's going on in our brains is just little chemicals. And so if they get the exact mixture, you're going to feel the exact same thing. You're not you that's won't scary. be yourself. We aren't ourselves. That's almost 
I'm that's not even the most doing... dangerous thing of this whole thing is that we are like these like we're like almost little AI bots that are just experiencing things at the end of the day. But then really? there's really this huge scare about probably somebody hacking the device and totally brainwashing you. Probably, exactly. Yeah. Probably I don't then, like the idea. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 my own emotions. No, no, no. Really, like probably I'm going to put this on and I think I'm going to uh, be on a beautiful um, parachute flight. But then afterwards I go and I, I vote for that party <laughs> that I really don't like actually or something might happen or... So some somebody will 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 change my thoughts about something, right, Steve? That's that's what's yeah, scary. Yeah, you know, this is a proper invasion of privacy. You know, <laughs> yeah, you're right. Never this mind, is real. Um, this is ne never mind. You know, worrying about what books you read and God knows what and what you know comments you. You know, this is complete mind changing. You know, uh, no, no, it's it's wrong. I don't. I think it's stepping our line. Absolutely. I think, like you say. Anthony, it's, it's a long, long way away. By the way, Doris, my dog, she agrees with it. I think she wants to try it out straight away. Yeah, so okay, show her, her or him to us. Yeah, very nice. <laughs> yeah, so this is something that I believe is going to happen, and they're working on this like crazy, right? Also, of course, now, right now, I think the research is more about helping people who are blind or who cannot hear, right, to, to have this kind of um, surgery to, to change this, but... Spinal surgery. Spinal surgery, exactly. But in the future, this is going to be entertainment, and wow, that is going to be crazy, and lots of dangers come with it for sure. There's, there's, no, there's no question about it. But crazy, right? This is, going, this is, total, this is cyberpunk. This is really, really cyberpunk, <laughs> where people are going to change their bodies get all kinds of implants in order to feel different things. Yeah, definitely going to happen. And there was a very interesting interview with Gabe Newell. All right. Now we are already one hour and 40 minutes into episode seven of the Next Dimension podcast. And we're getting to our main topic, which is the Quest 3, which is going to happen Probably quite soon. The question is when it's going to happen. So Facebook has announced on their latest um, their latest quarter. They, they were it's a calling. It's a call. Uh, how is it called? Um, it's about how much they earned <laughs> last quarter. And during that call, Zuckerberg told the public that actually they are working on the next quest already, and that next quest. It will be compatible with everything that's coming out on Quest 2. Really interesting. So they are still working on that whole ecosystem. Before we talk about what could, what could this Quest 3 be like, I would like to involve you guys out there who are watching this live right now. I want all of you, more than 200 people, to vote. <laughs> You know, voting is so important, and this is part of this show. I want you to interact, so please go down to the to the vote down in the description of this video. I'm asking you. We are asking you a question. When do you believe the Quest Three is going to launch? And yeah, 2021, 2022, or 2023. Please cast your vote right now. So at the end of the show, we're going to not forget to reveal what you've said, but we're going to tell you what you think when this is going to be revealed. So please go, go there now and please 
Do cast your vote right now. So, actually, actually, this kind of revelation was not so surprising to me. It's just like saying, okay, Apple is working on the next iPhone right now. <laughs> oh, really? Are they? So, actually, I'm not so, I was not so surprised about this news. Of course, Oculus and Facebook are working on the Quest 3. Then they didn't uh, launch the Quest 2 in order for them to for that to be their last headset. Obviously, no. Obviously, they are very bullish about the technology. Obviously, they have already invested like millions and millions into this technology, and they do see this as a paradigm shift towards spatial computing, VR headsets, and then going to AR headsets as well. But of course, they're working on the Quest 3. The question now is, and that's what we want to speculate a bit about in this nice round here, we want to speculate a bit, what is this going to be? Is this probably simply going to be like a Quest 2 Pro with probably the same X2 chipset? that has probably uh, even a better resolution or it has a wider FOV or it's more comfortable or it's 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 just like better as compared to the to the low cost quest that we have right now or is it something completely different and that's what i want to ask you do you have any idea what is your opinion anybody could could simply say something about this topic i i could start i guess uh, uh, the first thing i was thinking about the Quest 3 is whether it would be a more improved version and more expensive version, or are they going to continue that trend of lowering the price of, of the VR set? And I, uh, just based on the sales that Facebook had with Quest 2 and how it's breaking all the records, I think that the Quest 2 will remain its sort of budget-ish version of the VR set, and they might continue going on with a maybe more of an elite version with an overall uh, changes in the qualities of life, like weight, size, battery, life, comfort, maybe a little bit more comfortable strap. Um, so there are just many things that can be done with the, with the general like improvements. I don't think that they will be continuing to try to cut down off the price because then um, right now Quest 1 is almost like you don't really need that if you can get Quest 2 for cheaper and it's better, but I don't think that they would want to do the same with Quest 2 when the Quest 3 comes out. So they might keep it as a more of a budget version and improve Quest 3 even more. Uh, what I personally would like to see is that there's just so much so much hustle with this virtual desktop and link cable. If there was just one unified way to do it, that would be great. If it was native and we didn't have oh, to hack yeah. it, and buy oh, oh. the virtual desktop from SideQuest and try all these link cables. It's just, it feels like it's a necessary thing to do. I mean, they they killed Rift for God's sake, right? So they have to make right. it more. Yeah, they have to make it more natural for this to happen. So I will stop here. There's so much more I would like to say, but I, I will let you add to that as well. Okay. You're so right. Yeah. So so you go ahead, Steve. Yep. Um. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm really torn on this one. To be honest, it's like a. Uh, a bit of a double-edged sword because I kind of feel for everybody who's bought one, really. Like, <laughs> yeah, you like, just bought one literally. Like a week ago, right? You yeah, just I mean, got one on. now. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I just feel it's like Apple meets Facebook. Like we're going to get that iPhone. Um, so we're going to get that incremental drip feed of improvements every what six months, a year, whatever it will be. 
and 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 the improvements. I've just got a feeling they're just going to be enough to tantalise, you know, to to upgrade. But it's not going to be what you really want. It's not going to be that really wide field of view, and you know, I just I don't know. I feel like this is the start of something um, like like that. You know, how Apple does their business. I just think that we're just going to be giving them money, throwing money at them. And they're just going to be releasing one every five minutes. And I just don't think that's quite a good thing. Although, having said that, this for VR in general is a brilliant thing. We need it to be more mainstream. And if, like Tatiana says, if we can get a, a Quest 3 with native PC uh, VR support, so we can plug it into our HDMI ports and our craft graphics cards, so it acts like a Rift, then you have that standalone as well. Then... I'm on board with that, but I do feel I'm really, really, really concerned about the PC VR sector now. I mean, this is getting pretty, pretty grim at the moment for me. But uh, yeah, I just it has. To, I'm hoping my personal. I'm, I'm hoping it's going to be a huge upgrade, but it's not going to be, is it? Let's be honest. It's just going to be just that little bit, just enough for Incremental. us to be tempted. Yeah, well, and they could do so much more. This is a business model of theirs, and I, I don't know if I like that or not. Really, if I could just add one little thing about in defense of releasing new VR sets every year. I know it's it's really wasteful for users to buy it every year, but I think that in case of VR, with the way this technology is developing, every month we will we'll learn new piece of news that something is better oh my gosh we found this better way to do something that we've never had before just in order to stay on top of these things they have to be releasing new vr sets they have to be on top of these developments because otherwise you know someone else will will win and i think that they will continue doing that for as long as they have ways to to um to improve their VR set significantly compared to the predecessor. That's to what I think. Totally agreed. I, I believe that the technology is still so, you can still improve so many things. Like compare the first Vive to what we're looking at right now, to the Quest, how much better it looks. So it's still exciting, actually. So it's still exciting to have new headsets. And well, for me, as the guy who, who's like reviewing all these headsets, that's amazing. Bring them on. I want to, I want <laughs> to review them all. But um, I, I totally get it because really now it's exciting. We have not yet reached the point with VR that we have with smartphones, right? All our smartphones look like this. I'm sure that if you pull out your smartphones now, it's going to look exactly like mine here right now, right? And that's we we don't ha we have not reached that point yet. And I agree, also agree with what Steve said. I believe this is going to be the Apple business model. Simply bring out a new headset, like every two years, actually. That's what they said. Like Oculus said that they want to be on like a two-year cycle. And then it's going to be in two years, lots of things are going to happen that will make you want to get the new device, especially for VR enthusiasts like us. Like we are, we are like early adopters here, right? All of us. Us four, but also every single person who is watching this live right now and who is going to listen to it later. You are all early adapters because you are listening to this show. And you're all going to get the Quest 3. There's no question, I believe, um, in that. I mean, I hope that they would change their, their privacy problem, right? That's another topic. But in general, I believe that this is going to happen. And this business model that Apple introduced is so smart. They don't bring you the perfect phone mm, exactly. first, right? Like I can remember, like one of the first um, iPhones, it didn't have 3G connectivity, even though it was already out, right? So they waited one year so that everybody is going to buy that this year's model, but next year they are going to upgrade, 
right? There was one with a flash, wasn't there? One without a flash, and then they upgraded <laughs> with a flash, and everyone went crazy and went, "Oh my god, it's got a flash! Yeah. Gotta get that." <laughs> exactly, exactly, and yeah, always, always something new, right? And then they will sell to the fans every single year. Because every every year somebody can pay something like four hundred dollars at least where we live, right? So yeah, I, I believe <coughs> that is the new business model. Every two new, two new years, sell the better version and and um, yeah, make lots of money, right? Anthony, what do you think? Yeah. So well, number one, we just know that they're making a Quest Three, and we we can file that under the water is wet, sky is blue. You know, I mean, every of course they're making a Quest Three. We all know that, but. Mm -hmm. Because we found out about this and we realized, oh, they really are making a Quest 3 and, and there's going to be this um, backward compatibility that, that Zuckerberg mentioned in the quarterly report. Um, everybody is like, oh, my God, there's going to be a Quest 3. It's going to be announced this Christmas. It's coming out this Christmas. Panic, panic, panic. We don't. We don't know when this thing is coming out. So a lot of us are starting to kind of go into panic mode because we feel like, wow, this is just too soon. It's too fast. This is not right. Um, Sebastian, you're talking about like a two-year gap maybe. It Well, the difference between Quest 1 and Quest 2, if you actually look at the time, it was a little bit less than 18 months. It was like 16 and a half months. If it right. was 18 months, that would be exactly one year and a half and so if they brought out a new Quest uh, hardware every 18 months, I can kind of see that. I believe it's a little bit too aggressive because here we are. We all have Quest 2s now, but do we have Quest 2 software? No. Do we have anything that is... We don't. Like, where's Lone Echo 2 that requires the Quest 2? Medal of Honor on Quest that requires the Quest 2. We haven't even gotten to that yet. Yeah, and by the time we get those games and all of a sudden there's a Quest 3 right around the corner. But on the flip side, on the flip side, I understand that Facebook, we are in the early days of VR. Tetiano is kind of um, talking about this as well, that there's so many rapid advances that are happening so quickly that it's like, oh, we've got a better headset that's even cheaper. Do we leave it in our, our development rooms or do we actually manufacture this and give it to the people? That's kind of what they did with the Quest 2. It's like, we've got all these advancements. We're sitting on it. Do we sit on it or do we just release it and it's $100 cheaper? So we might get some of that happening in these early years where it isn't so much a factor that they have to release a new headset, but they've got so much new technology that's flipping over so quickly that, and it's so, and it's even cheaper. Let's just get this out instead of manufacturing the same old thing that they already have. I'm looking forward to full color pass through quest three, baby, full yeah, color pass through a lot of nice little features, quality of life stuff. All right, cool. Yeah, I get it. That makes sense. Full pass-through. And let me tell you what I believe the Quest 3 is going to have. So I don't think it's just going to be a Quest 2 Pro that, it, that is a bit nice or what. I believe that it's going to have more sensors. And it makes so much sense. Now hear me out. I believe <laughs> that this device is going to have eye tracking and facial tracking. Does it make sense for Facebook? Yes. It's <laughs> because they Here want they want to know everything about you. They want to know exactly where you're looking at. They want to exactly know what you're all about, what kind of things you like. Where, how long do you look at that 
nice thing that you see in VR that they're going to show you. What is your attention span on that ad that they're going to show you? And it's going to have facial tracking. Does it make sense? Of course. Horizon is on the horizon. See what I did there? So this is, this is, this is incredible because, well, you, this is social VR, right? We're going to meet people in virtual reality. And then if you have the new Quest 2 Pro or 3, then people who meet you in virtual reality, they will see your facial expressions. It's just so much better than simply be that normal avatar where you can use some uh, where you have to choose, okay, now I'm smiling or now I'm unhappy. No, you are smiling. Boom. It shows in virtual reality. It shows in Not horizon. Not so good if you're in a, in a conference at work. Though, for, exam it? for example, <laughs> as, as well. And, you know, Facebook has done all that research already. Can you remember that when they showed these avatars, which were exactly like the real people, and they did have these facial cameras? Yeah, they would yeah. They would scan you. They do have this, and they are working on it already. So we have just lost Tatiana here. I hope she's coming back. <laughs> yeah, so um, we have, they, they did all this research and there she is back. All right. I came back. I thought my cat would join us, but she decided that she had better things to do. <laughs> okay, great. So uh, doesn't it make so much sense that we're going to have this facial tracking together with um, eye tracking? And Facebook is going to make it so juicy and exciting for us, right? Just like how they made it with the Quest 2, with that XR2 chipset. Like, wow, forget that Facebook yeah, Force login. We, we need to have it because of the XR2 chipset. And then we you're going to say... Like, yeah? Like Anthony said, we haven't even seen what the XR2 chipset could do yet. You're right. I was I was in Saints and Sinners and thought, this looks great, but it's Mike. The Quest 2 is sleeping here. It could do way better than this. It could actually create more graphics than this. I want to see, you know, what is capable of this. But I think by the time developers, yeah. yeah. But what about developers when they're actually now, you know, moving on to the Quest 2 and now they've got this announcement? By the time Qualcomm they get their games, doesn't even have. Does Qualcomm have an XR3? Like they haven't Not even yet. announced yeah, it. Yeah, they, they, exactly. They're because going to announce it with a Quest with a Quest 3 probably. One thing we do know about this though is guess what? Facebook and Qualcomm, they're basically married because they're talking about backwards compatibility, forwards compatibility. They are married, baby. You're not getting no Nvidia chip or anything up in here. It is going to be Qualcomm for the foreseeable future. Could be. Yeah, so but I still believe even though right now we don't see Quest 2 games that really make use of that XR2 chipset, probably the Quest 3 would have the same chipset, even exactly the same, but it has these more sensors. So it's up to you. Do you get the cheaper Quest 2 that probably going to cost like, I don't know, uh, $249 or $199? For me, $199 would be that impulse buy territory. It's so cheap. $199, you can just yeah. pick it up from wherever. I don't know what stores you have, Best Buy or Walmart. <laughs> and then and then you, you simply bring it home and everybody's happy, right? And then probably the new device is going to cost, yeah, like now $299 or $349. I don't know. It has the same chipset. But if you use this in VR for Horizon to meet your friends or for Horizon business, your business, your, your business partners, and wow, they will be able to see exactly your emotions. You really don't want to wear that old Quest 2. You will be like, oh, what's with this guy who, who doesn't have any emotions, yeah. right? <clears throat> oh, 
he's still using the quest too, that loser. <laughs> you know, I think I think that's how they're going to get us. I believe it's going to have these uh, the, the the face cam to get your facial expressions and where you look at that eye tracking. Do you it would believe need a lot more? It would, it would need more than that for me. You know, for, for me personally, if, if that was because obviously it's the biometric year, isn't it? For right. VR headsets, but it would need a lot more than that for an upgrade for, for me personally. Definitely. But but, but do you else. but do you think this could happen? The the yeah, facial totally, tracking yeah, stuff. Absolutely, yeah. I think the facial uh, tracking stuff is fantastic, and it'd be great for conference calls. But as I say, the if only you, thing, God, just sorry. regarding the facial <laughs> tracking though, is like. It depends in what direction they're going. Because if they're going for the $199 thing, I don't know that we're going to get all these cameras all over the place. But I, I would like those advanced Facebook avatars because when that actually does kick off, you're right, Sebastian, because if you're in big screen beta and somebody has a Quest 2 and they're a little weeble wobble over in the corner, they're just a little weeble wobble, and then you have somebody with their Quest 3 and they're a full body avatar with full tracking. Like this could have actual body tracking where it has down facing cameras. People don't have to buy special sensors and stuff or like an Ocula, uh, a Microsoft Connect and, and Jerry rig something together to try to be in VR chat and all that type of stuff. So we could have legit body tracking and real the the good Facebook avatar stuff that could be a game changer and just in time right for the Apple VR headset that they're going to be battling against. Oh, exactly. So Tatiana, what could make you buy the Quest Three? You're going to buy it anyways, right? You're a VR <laughs> enthusiast and for your channel and everything, but. What would make you? What What would you want in the Quest Three? Well, th there are many things that I want. It doesn't mean I'll get them. <laughs> but I was the one thing that I was kind of wondering since we were talking about Oculus seemingly Facebook seemingly to follow this Apple's marketing model when they are releasing the headsets regularly. Everybody knows that, and and they are releasing these uh, different editions. Like we have iPhone X, XR. So they are targeting different groups of users. I was wondering if maybe Facebook would be considering releasing more than just one headset or different like editions of the same headset. For example, could there be possibly a sports version of of mm -hmm. of, of uh, Oculus that would be more appropriate for people who like to work out? So they would be targeting cool people idea. who only use VR to to stay fit. Because I know people who that was the main reason why they got a VR set to stay fit to work out because it makes it so much fun. They are not bored when they're working out. So maybe they could release some VR sets that have some built-in fans that can keep lenses from fogging or something from anti-sweat or something that additionally tracks your your uh, like heart rate and your pulse and everything that would be targeted for that. Or maybe something you know in that direction, but, but different versions of different editions of this, this VR set. That's what I've been thinking about. You never know, the, the upgrade could, be. could just be no Facebook login. That could be oh, the upgrade. That would be the, <laughs> wow. That would be the upgrade that would yeah. make me hype that device if it's great. You know, you know it would what? Sell well in Germany, right? It would. <laughs> it would sell really good in Germany. And you know what? I really like the Quest Two. And you know, I would. I would hype the shit out of the Quest Two because I love it. If it wasn't for that Facebook login, that's that's <laughs> that's the, like the, yeah. the. I'm sorry. Yeah, okay, um, get the Quest 2, but the Facebook login has these and these problems, and I really, you know, you know, right? I hate this shit. It's terrible. <laughs> but if, if the Quest 3 had this option where you would not have to log in with Facebook, wow, I would love it, and I would, like, go back to become 
an Oculus. Do you have? Would you uh, choose no Facebook login over a two hundred field field of view? Yes, Quest Three. Of course, because <laughs> really? I, because oh, I do not. God. Let him yes. spy. Let them spy. No, no, I don't want them. I don't want to let them spy because again, for me, it's a different <laughs> feeling if I know or no. I'm now being analyzed in VR. Everything where I look Sebastian? at will be analyzed. I, that, that takes the immersion from me. But your phone's doing that right now. Everything, <laughs> everything you have, every software, you can't get away from it in this day and age, I don't think, unless you live in a cave. Yeah, but <laughs> Facebook will know when you run out of VR. toilet paper and it'll automatically order you a new role. How, how awesome <laughs> will, that, will that be? Or when you're out of dog food. I don't want them to know what's going on on my toilet. <laughs> yeah, but potentially... But yeah, yeah, I really don't want that's that's my privacy, you know. Toilet tracking, it's yeah. Yeah, and and that's really that's always the the thing when people say, yeah, but I have nothing to hide. Yeah, then why don't you live stream yourself from the toilet? <laughs> <laughs> you know, no, you, there's still something. It's your privacy. It's like you can be on the toilet and do whatever you want. This is something you have discussed, I think, in the previous podcast, that yeah. it would be perfect if there were two versions of the VR set, the cheaper one that will collect yeah, exactly. your data. Yeah, that would be fun. And then a more expensive one where you get to save your data, I would but you pay overpay like $500. How much, would you, how much would you be willing to overpay okay. just to protect your data? Okay, wow, so it's so it's, yeah, so so there's the Quest Three and uh, the normal version where they check out everything from me is going to cost two hundred ninety nine dollars, right? And there's the version where absolutely nothing from me is tracked. I'm completely anonymous in everything I do in VR, also in in Facebook Horizon. They're not going to check whatever I do and whatever I say. They're not going to control about. They're, they're not going to like censor me and my political views. Wow, I would definitely pay six hundred dollars. Okay, because really, yeah, <laughs> you think that I would Facebook do that. Would make less than six hundred dollars from all the data that they would collect with you. I don't think that it's a good deal for Facebook. I think. Yeah, that's why they don't. Do, that's why they're not going to do it. <laughs> that's why they are still going to force people to use that yeah. thing. One so. thing I will say though, that it has to have better audio. I mean, I must admit the Quest Two is a. Uh, actually much better than the Rift S, even though it's the same piped speakers, isn't it? Um, layout, but whatever they've done with the software is, is actually, I'm I was quite impressed with this, the audio. However, it's still a bit crap and they need to uh, sort that out uh, and have some sort of better solution. Like floating ear design, some some sort of rip off design of the Valve Index would be nice. That would me. be amazing. Yeah. So, so, so yeah, Steve, you want, you want to have better audio and you want a better FOV. That's what you want. Uh, well, uh, no, honestly, what would make me upgrade is just that HDMI port, even if it was exactly the same, just so I have a direct line into into my graphics card and I can play PC games. And if that if that was there, there'd be a hope for PC VR games in the future. I think if that's if that's not there, I'm gonna cry. I think <laughs> PC VR games in the future are gonna be questified. I mean, it's sure. they're gonna we they're know. definitely gonna be all lowered a little bit. That's just reality for Don't right now. Don't say that to me, please. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. It's going to be like this, Steve. Everything's gonna be well, questified. I'm I'm Your flight sim is going to look like Quest games too soon. <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> but you'll be able to rent it at 144 hertz. That'll be yeah, awesome. yeah, yeah. Right. Exactly. Uh, well, hopefully by then the cloud will be available and we'll be able to stream it from a supercomputer, and then we'll be fine. It's going to happen. <laughs> Tatiana, you want to say something? Yeah, I was. I was thinking. There's one thing that we were talking about on on the like our Discord channel. First, we were talking about this you know, built-in headphones that you said better audio and that triggered me that why not create finally 
the headphones that would be built into the, the, the elite strap or something. But the second was about the Guardian. So obviously Guardian can be improved. But one thing that I would like to see is some kind of option to receive notification if something enters your Guardian. Because okay. there was a story when, you know, you are, you're playing a game. Cat alert! Cat, Dog alert! Your cat is just walking right in front of you and plops in front of you and you're playing Saints and Sinners and you're, bam, you're kicking with a leg. Right. This is terrible. So now obviously you don't want it all the time. Sometimes you draw the Guardian over some object just because you know that you're not going to be walking there and you don't want to see the, the Guardian in the VR set. But sometimes I would like to know if my cat is entering. So, You're right. So I'm, I'm more great. careful. They that. sell yeah. these special collars, Oculus collars, <laughs> and it tracks <laughs> that your be, cat. That would be brilliant. Yeah. And how about an SD card? Okay. Yes, that's a good SD point. Card? Why the hell we got an SD card? Because it's they would ridiculous. also lose money. Everybody would be buying and. They might be able to be yet. hacked by SD too. That's possible. But, yeah, I think I think the point is they want to sell their more expensive version which has more um, memory right that's why there's no right. sd card but they don't want to sell you the cheap one tatiana they want to sell you the expensive one yeah fair <laughs> enough but what if i bought the expensive one and i want even more memory wow. <laughs> should be like one terabyte at least. wow because the games are progressively going to become bigger too so right. you will want more more space on that yes yeah, and sin is like nine gig eight nine gig on its own you know and I want games like that in the, on the Quest 2. Yeah, so, but I, know, I really don't believe that this is going to happen, like like SD card. I would love it too, of course, right? But it's 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 not like it doesn't feel like Oculus. Just like it doesn't feel like I've like like Apple that they would allow this kind of thing, like like to put some some SD cards. I don't think this is going to happen. So yeah, probably be a branded one that will you know be specifically for the <laughs> uh, device. Okay. So have to. Ah, that's yeah. The memory well, system. They're probably like going to double the storage piece. on all of them then, and it's so we're probably not going to yeah. get this hundred and ninety nine dollar headset. They'll be doubling the storage sizes. Right, right. But um, Anthony, what would make you buy the Quest Three? Not a lot. I will buy it right away, pretty much. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but um, no, what I really want, I, I, I definitely want that full color pastor because what I want to do is I want to be able to put on a VR headset where it's almost like I didn't put a VR headset on. I'm putting a VR yeah. headset, but I still have my world here. It okay. looks clear. It looks clean. And then I have the menu floating there. And then it's like, okay, go into VR. Now I'm into VR. And then as I get close to physical items maybe it starts to warn me a more advanced guardian like tetiana is talking about one of the things that we'll, we have to wonder though about quest 3 is if this is coming as fast as we think it is we're probably not getting like nine different cameras on it and seeing you know live maps like facebook's live maps that they're working on for their future ar headsets and eventually future VR headsets as well, is like where it does scan your whole room and it makes a recreation of it. And then like it can do basically what custom home mapper is doing, but automatically. And it will see oh, your cat. Oh, privacy. It will see your dog. Goodbye. The problem is, yeah, yeah. And it will know how much toilet paper you got. Oh, no. But the thing is, <laughs> I don't know that that's going to be ready for Quest 3. I think we might be looking at Quest 4 for that. But I am super excited for that. Okay. Wow, very exciting things. So this is going to happen for sure. Eventually, Quest 3 is going to happen. And the question is just when. So again, 
I think we only, let me just check the polls, only how many people, 48 people have voted. Guys, we need definitely more. We need at least 100. Come on, we have 231 people watching this live right now. That's amazing. That is so cool. But we need more people to vote. So please rock. go rock the vote now. Go to the link down in the description of this video and let us know when do you think the Quest 3 is going to hit. Is it this year, 2021? Is it next year, 2022? Or is it the year afterwards, 2023? Please rock the vote right now and do let us know what you think. And I want to ask the same question now to Steve. What do you believe? When is the Quest 3 going to hit? Well, how what I believe is not what I wish for. I hope it's next year um, <laughs> you know 2022 would be a nice year but i do feel i think it'll be this year I really yeah, yeah I really wow <laughs> yeah. man but steve but that would be that would be crazy because there's not even one game yet that uses the quest 2 wouldn't but that I, be I, too crazy I, even I, for I just, facebook i i'm hope i'm wrong <laughs> i'm gonna say that and hope i'm wrong with it but i just feel like this sort of apple mentality this new business model that they're adopting means regular upgrade especially at the price 300 pounds you know, if you think about, um, excuse me, <coughs> if you think about, you know, uh, flagship phones these days are over a thousand pounds. They're out every year. You know, it could quite easily make it a yearly cycle and people will still buy it. So I, I well, I October 13th would be one year. That's 12 months. But the last time when they did it this last time, it was about a 16 and a half month spread. So we're talking like March 2022 right there for you, baby, for your tax returns. <laughs> right, right. But yeah, I hope it's 22, uh, 2022, you know. Okay. Be... So, Anthony, you're, you think it's going to be uh, 2022? Yes. I would say spring 2022, which is already too early. That's already too early, but okay, spring 2022 is what I say. Because wow. we still, because of what you just said, we need some native quest 2 game like we haven't even had that yet like resident evil 4 which is rumored might be a native quest 2 game medal of honor might be an, a, a quest 2 game if they can get it working on there lone echo 2 might be a quest 2 game um and we haven't even had that yet but i think that could happen later this year and then quest 3 in the spring wow that would be crazy and i'm i'm, I'm just i'm just seeing something here on the on the chat. Hello, Paradise Decay. Hi, PD. Hope everything is fine with you. And PD says, Zuck said he's hoping for release this year. Oh I my don't think so. goodness. <laughs> that would be that would be too crazy. That would be too so crazy. This is, this is why I think this is not too crazy. And I think I'm in it with Steve because I would prefer it to be for later, just to to space it out more to give us more opportunity to kind of okay, what's next? Because I'm still super excited about Quest Two. I still think it's amazing. It is. I don't it want is. it to get. I mean, I want it to get better, but I'm happy with you know. I, I bought it. I want to be continue being happy with it and not think that now I don't have the newest one. Um, <laughs> but why I think that it could uh, come out in October or November uh, this year because. I think that um, the, when Facebook was thinking about how to release this VR set, make it more affordable, they had to cut down on a lot. And I think it's quite possible that they had these ambit ambitious ideas and developments that were ready to put in there, but it wouldn't justify the cost. They, would, they couldn't afford to put them there uh, and to still keep the price tag of $299. So there is a chance that those 
ideas that they they put on the back burner they are there ready and they didn't even work too hard on it lately because they've already um uh, had those ideas prepared for the next release and now they're just going to pile it up together in this new shiny vr set and maybe throw in a couple of more but well, i don't yeah, think that they yeah. started from the scratch when they were now, working with this they'll claw working. more money back with these you know regular updates they'll they'll earn as about as much money as they would if it was six hundred dollars you know in a day and people will buy it they definitely will but uh yeah yeah you're yeah. right Quest 3 versus BCI. <laughs> Maybe Quest 3 will have some BCI. Remember, they bought that one company, Control Labs. They're, okay. they're doing some BCI type stuff. Right, right. But you know what? Like, I personally don't think it's going to happen this year. It would be too crazy and too aggressive. I mean, we do know that Facebook is probably one of the most aggressive big tech companies out there. That's for sure. But that would be even too crazy for Facebook, I think, because, well, people have just gotten the Quest 2 and people are not yet used to this kind of cycle that we have from phones where you simply um, get a new phone every year. And I personally don't do that, but uh, I, I think most of people will not be used to it. And I think people would be kind of unhappy. People would really be unhappy if, if now they have to get another Quest 3 in order to get the next cool cool things and they we don't even have a quest 2 game yet so i believe that i believe the same like like anthony anthony you said like next year sometime right spring, 2020 yeah, spring. spring 2022 i'm also more looking into this and one more thing facebook is going to re release some kind of smart ar glass together with ray-ban this year so it would be like two big releases if they come out with a quest 3 and these Ray-Ban glasses, I believe they would be too much. Anthony. Also, uh, well, I was going to say Zuckerberg, in this particular quarterly report breakdown, one of the things that he mentioned was that he believes that the Quest 2 is going to be the first mainstream VR headset. And people were like, okay, well, what do you mean by that? And if you go back to some of his previous talks at like Oculus Connect 6 or Oculus Connect 5, he basically said that, once you hit 10 million users, it's like a new world for the developers. People get to sell a lot more copies and it becomes this profitable ecosystem for everybody. And as well as Quest 2 has sold this last Christmas season and early this year, there's no way it's already hit 10 million. But maybe by later this year, going into next year, it could hit 10 million. But if they were to come out with Quest 3 this fall, there's no way this is the mainstream headset he was just talking about. So I think that completely disregards, I don't think there's any chance of a 2021 release for Quest 3, my opinion. Okay. 50-50 then. <laughs> yeah, right. You're right. We're going to find out during the course of this um, podcast series this year, next year, who's going to be right. <laughs> well, place your bets. <laughs> yeah, place your bets. Exactly. And you can still you can still vote right now. When do you think Quest 3 will launch? 2021, 2022 or 2023? Now is your the last minute that you could probably vote. So I'm still giving you some time here right now. The link is down in the description of this video. So vote right now to make your voice heard. We have like 82 votes right now. And I'm going to reveal the, the result really, really soon. So let me set this up now so that everybody can see this. And now I'm going to show the results. Let me stop the vote. 
now, now it's too late. And here are the results. So, when do you think Quest 3 will launch? 2021, 28 people said that. 2022, 50 people said that. And 2023, five people said that. Yeah, it's, it's like the, most people think it's going to happen in 2022. So next year. That's what Anthony and me think. <laughs> and uh, 20, this year, 28 people, still quite a lot of people, actually quite a lot of people think that it's going to happen in this year. I think this would be really crazy, actually. Well, but it could happen. Like, like I say, I hope it doesn't, but I've just got this Yeah, it's not right. necessarily a good thing. Just because we voted yeah. for that doesn't mean right, we right. want that. Right, right. <laughs> we that. But you could, you could simply you believe don't. it could happen because, well, they are aggressive, right, on this they don't care exactly they're just they're just the business first and then, then whatever seconds <laughs> wow that is crazy wow we are already two hours and 19 minutes in this is crazy and it felt like nothing this is really a nice <laughs> podcast i really enjoy this <laughs> and I, I absolutely hope that everyone out there enjoys this podcast too if you do so, if you enjoy this podcast, then why don't you spread the word? Why don't you tell at least one friend about this podcast and why, when this is out later, why don't you simply share this URL with them and tell them, hey, this podcast is called The Next Dimension Podcast. This is pretty good stuff. And every Saturday, they do this thing. Now, this is the seventh episode, so please spread the word about The Next Dimension Podcast. Hopefully, at one point, we're going to break the 300 people viewing this live. Today, we're now at 222 people watching this live. I think that's phenomenal for such a young podcast. So thank you, everyone out there who's watching it right now. And why don't you make some noise for the algorithm? Give this a thumbs up. And I would, I would really ask you, if you own an iPhone, if you own an iPad, open your podcast app right now. Find, find the Next Dimension podcast because we are there and write a review. With this, we can grow faster. We can have more people who listen to this goodness and yeah, who, who get to know everything about VR and AR. I believe we have talked enough for this episode. What do you think? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Right. That we could go two more, hours. We, two we, more hours. we could, yeah, we could. We could keep going, really. We, but, we yeah. could absolutely. We could absolutely keep on going. And I simply love the atmosphere of this podcast. It's, it really feels like you're talking about your favorite hobby with great friends. And wow, I love this podcast. It's amazing. So, yeah, thank you so much for watching episode number seven of the next dimension podcast if you enjoyed this again please leave a review in the podcast app give this a thumbs up and please tell one person tell one other person that you like and that you know they like vr tell them about this podcast and share the link to this episode i'm sure they are going to enjoy this too and we are looking forward to see you in the next episode next week bye bye Take care. Bye. Bye-bye.